0: Hello uh welcome to uh All the Way Down episode 29. I'm dash Knox is not here this week uh because I it's his birthday. So happy birthday Knox. I guess he's happy like Happy birthday Noxy. He's like drinking and playing Sea of Thieves or something. So um instead of Knox, we have our first special guest on the show and that is Popo. What's up?
1: Also uh, coincidentally also 29. So thank you for having me and Duck on, <laughs> on, on in Knox's place. We'll represent we'll, be, we'll represent 29 here. Uh, we don't have a topic because um, I don't know. I just thought if Popo's on the show we don't need a topic. Oh yeah, no I I get asked to do podcasts all the time and they're like people around so like what would you talk about? And they're like, seriously just put a microphone in front of his face and just go. It's, it's it's just not, <laughs> it's it's all the way it's always going. It's not surprising that you you're asked
0: because w- when Knox and I threw around the idea with each other about like if we should have guests, uh, the first thing said was, "Well, Popo, you know."
1: <laughs> yeah, obviously, right. So, Popo just um, has to be there.
0: But yeah, so as an introduction, I guess I'll just tell you how I. You're uh, well, you're a. You're a t- you we know you as someone who streams on twitch absolutely Um, of course you're a man right i wasn't gonna say like you're a twitch streamer
1: as if that is like your identity Um, i'm a big strong man (laughs) i would say that's my identity but i also at one point was a fabulous content creator uh, right superstar Uh, i mean yeah you name it i've done it
0: so back when I was playing a bunch of uh Final When I was playing through Final Fantasy IX, uh, Twitch recommended me a channel, Destroyer Jot. And I was like, Destroyer Jot, who's this guy? I don't know. He's playing Final Fantasy IX, though, I guess. <laughs> and so I popped into his channel and I had a good time, right? And then he hosted you Uh-oh. that day. And, uh, and you were in the middle of setting up your, like, big truck thing? Sure, like, that okay. Was, that was the first thing I came into, was you, like, making that scene of the redneck truck. <laughs> of with, the truck happening. Yeah, with the music and shit. And that, was, and, that and
1: that, and that's... <laughs> I mean, I got moves. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's, uh, that's one of the things that I like to do on... Uh, Twitch is because you not, whoa, 99% of the people on that platform are also performers. So it's interesting. People would always ask me, how do you do what you do at the layering? So I like to do it while I'm there because also I feed off of the emotion of the room. And when people are just like, oh, and it should do this, you should do this. You should bingo. And then that's just the way that goes. And then at the end of it, how do you like me now? (laughs) And a a big old truck. And I'm surprised no one from the company who owns that truck ever said anything because it's clearly like a, a, a tourist truck and it says their name on it. You can actually rent that truck and ride around in Nashville in it. I should do that. That actually sounds like a uh, a piece of content that the world deserves. What's the what is the name of it? The name of the truck is I can't I, I don't want to go back to the scene because it's so loud. It actually <laughs> hurt my ear. Did you hear it at I all? I didn't hear it. No. Okay, good. So here, I'll just take my headphones off and see if I can see the uh... <laughs> good God. Yeah, it blew me away. Here we go. One second. It's the Redneck Riviera. Okay. It's the Redneck Riviera. Yeah. very. And you can, the, the truck itself has the bed, these park benches welded in the back. So you can just have like 15 people just sitting in the back. I can only assume liquor's involved. And you drive around the, the whole like waterfront area. I mean, whatever. It sounds like a good time. Especially if I'm there. Ride with Popo. That's where the PopoCon... Right. Whatever, you... Whenever I have a convention, that will be there.
0: <laughs> I'm wondering, like, what the insurance situation is, renting something like that. Because, like, you, you would think it's just it's just a vehicle rental, right? But... It's got
1: to... No, it definitely comes with a driver. There's no... They're okay. not going to let your average Joe Jack okay. off. just pull that out of the... No, 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 no. Unless... I mean, I guess if you prove that with enough credit... And like, hey, yeah, I have the money,
0: mm-hmm. and your there license you to sure. drive a eighteen wheeler or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you have and you have past monster truck experience. You might be able to uh, to pilot that. <laughs> so
0: you so your uh, stream though when you're when you're on Twitch the other besides all of the that shit that's going on um just like the the overwhelming content that people are bombarded with when they come in there's also retro video games right for the most part for for the most part for sure how did you get started
1: um well so um cool uh i you know i'm 40. uh, um and when you see people on the actual retro channel of twitch there's this like little bit of clout, I don't know, with like actual hardware, mm-hmm. and um, well, hey, good God, I have all that. Not because I, not because I went and like, just I wanted to pursue retro. It's because I just had all of that. Just because I grew up during that time and those were my toys, and I met uh, the gaming galleon. He's a streamer on Twitch, and he got me really into retro, understanding that retro isn't necessarily about, A, how much a video game cost, or B, what what you're playing it on, I guess, but it's the whole experience. And so, like, an, an, an NES with an NES controller in your hand on a CRT, it feels different, right? Yeah. It does. Totally. You gotta admit. It's it's and and I I don't for, for a while there I was part of the actual hardware like gatekeeping community, but now I couldn't be further away from it. That's one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made. It's such a it's like buying a boat. It's 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 a money sink. There, if you could only see dash. I know if you could see right here the wire section, you have to be insane to want to do that. And it's, ugh, oh my God, it's crazy. But, so I had all the, I had a, a good selection of console, a good selection of games, and I see all these people uh, streaming retro of 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 that age, right? Of the age of when, like, uh, warriors from that time <laughs> who went through it. I bought the a little RCA connector, hooked my Nintendo up to it, and started playing, and it turns out... Um, I also kind of knew how to play Castlevania because that was one of the things I did to help with, like, because I take care of my dad, who's like a cancer survivor. And so that was one of the things that I did while he was in treatment. I went to every single, well, still do, every single treatment, I brought my PSP. Cancer treatment's nine hours. You can run a lot of Castlevania on a PSP, and, uh, you know, you've got to have a a cool PSP. But, you know, (laughs) and the best part about it is it's got rewind. When you're learning how to speedrun, Rewind is absolutely crucial. Yeah, let me tell you about that. I, I've i got... So,
0: so, I've been... I was out of speedrunning for a little bit, but I kind of got back in with Final Fantasy. I've got, like... A half a gig of save state, sure. Well, uh, for Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, right? Wow. So I can so I can practice every little sure. screen, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and but but rewind, th- so many times in practice. Yeah, I would it, I would think like, man, what I I haven't made a save state in like ten minutes. <laughs> you know, I don't. But I need to go back ten seconds.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And and it one of the things that's confused when you're getting into that whole uh whole realm is. Your I I for some reason thought I would be cool enough to be able to set a save state button and then a load state button. Man, that gets the most confusing shit ever. When you're trying to do it on the fly, you end up saving over the state that you wanted to. And, and oh man, that's just confusing as hell. Yeah, it's a real it's a real headache. But uh, no, you've been doing really well with the Final Fantasy VII. Congratulations with that. I've been enjoying watching that. Yeah, yeah, it's been super great. Um,
0: it's, Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, so still with with save states. Have you seen the game saver thing that you can get for like Super Nintendo to make a, a to use save states
1: with a on on, on hardware on actual hardware? I've seen mm-hmm. stuff like that. I've also seen stuff like that for um. I've seen third party new generation, and I've seen stuff like that for actual third party from back in the day. I, yeah, I hate that. And that. I hate that phrase, but. From actual, (laughs) like, back in the day. I've seen one that's for Game Boy, for crying out loud, that you Mm -hmm. can save the state of that. That's not something that I would have ever uh, thought of. comparing the two that that actually being saving the state but yeah it's pretty neat that that kind of shit even existed and that people were into it back then
0: yeah and that's the, right that's what i've seen like for super nintendo just a thing from the 90s that mm-hmm. I, I think it's just called like the game Saver or something where yeah it just like takes a snapshot of the something i don't know how it works really but yeah it's it's interesting that they had that shit figured out so long ago it, I, you know it's like game genie right where all it's really doing is like intercepting Intercepting requests for memory addresses, and it just gives you a different one every That's time. That's above right? my pay right? <laughs> grade. It, it's something like that. Like, it, like it, it's like the game genie is just looking for a certain memory value that the game is requesting, okay. and the game genie like intercepts it and gives it a different one instead. Right. That's fair. So. And and so that's how... So basically, you know, all you're doing is, like, you're putting in, like, whatever the memory address of your character's health is, and then 255, maybe, is the max, right? And so it's just any time that the game tries to interact with that memory address, the Game Genie just says 255 every that's time, That's clever. Know? That's mind-boggling. Yeah, it that's can only clever. do, like, three of them at once, though. Um, huh. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So I, anyway, I imagine the, the Game Saver does something similar to that. But, but anyway, so... So you got into Castlevania early on, speed running it.
1: That was a, that was one of the the first iterations of Popo and Duck, which my name back then was actually called the Hodor Nation. Oh, okay, if I've that heard doesn't, that. If that doesn't date Nation, right? What Nation in a username automatically puts you in this like dawn of the internet <laughs> yeah when like I, when i uh, first started streaming on twitch it
0: com- well at some point i think they took them away i don't even at some point there was something called communities and i remember one of them was nintendo nation that that mm, i was on mm, yeah. beautiful
1: beautiful yeah very <laughs> very dated but that's that's one of the one of the first iterations of the hodor nation was me actually speed running uh, Castlevania, because that was right when the, the internet discovered what I, I want to say the internet, right? Listen to me. Um, mm-hmm. when Arcus first became like what he, people understood the, uh, the, the value in speed running as something that could be watched, not only that it could be watched that hell it even existed. Right. I am, I, I, I'll admit I didn't know that kind of level of play existed in real life. I always thought it was some sort of computer-assisted uh, save video making. Because the first, my first experience to something like that was the Super Mario Three video. Yeah, which was like I, everybody was like, "This is some kid, right? He's been practicing Mario." Kid free-
0: from Japan. Japan. No, its isn't. He's got, he's isn't. got no isn't. life. <laughs> yeah. This is hilarious because I, that was the first speedrun I
1: ever saw also. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you're just like, I didn't even, when I grew up way back, right? Getting hit was bad. But if you got hit or took damage at all, eh, you about in video worst. games, right? Yeah, you're the worst <laughs> player. How dare you pass the controller to someone that's good. It doesn't matter how fast you were. Mm-hmm. It was, did you get hit?
0: Yeah, that was or, that
1: was such a big thing. And and to some degree score
0: also, but I okay, feel for like sure. I feel like even when I was when I was just getting into games on Nintendo, no one really cared about the score. Score
1: was um, like a, a I would say the previous generation, the Atari, yeah. like arcade era where they would write that shit down and try and compete because there wasn't really any kind of narrative Pushing you forward in those video games where you you had a princess to save. Yeah, because when you went to an arcade and there was the
0: leaderboard, and oh, dude, that AAA, he was the best at every game. Um, <laughs> you ASAS. Know, that that, uh, that, you know, that, right. So that was like when score was a thing. But yeah, like right away on Nintendo, you're right. Like, score, I remember, like, not really understanding even what it was there for. I thought that the score was like a mechanic. Like, what happens when you get a million? Does it give you a life? Oh, okay. That's interesting. Is it some...
1: You know, uh, yeah, I didn't really see it Couldn't even fathom the idea of competing with this jack-off over here who's trying to get a
0: better score than you. Right, right. Especially with how arbitrary it was in a lot of NES games, like, with Mario. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, stop (gasps) at every coin block and hit all the blocks? Oh gosh,
1: that's so funny. That's, we used to do that. (laughs) We used to play for score, and like, you would sit there and like, my brother, he's like four years older than me, he would get every coin. Because at the end of the day... Who beat it? Well, Mm -hmm. no one would really beat it. So he was the guy in the back that was being like, well, y'all died, but my score was 28,000. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, nobody cares. Can we start (laughs) Mario over for
0: crying out loud? Yeah. I remember playing it at a friend's house and flying through everything. And one of the other kids was like, it's just driving him nuts that I wasn't getting all the coins (laughs) and stuff. Hit the "Ah, boxes. What are you
1: doing, buddy?
0: (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Oh, man. So that so with uh Castlevania, and sure. then that led into uh, oh oh I wanted to go back to something you were saying earlier about how you just you had all this stuff from when you were younger absolutely because um, that th- one of the things for me it was that I I had to reacquire a lot of stuff right for sure like you know I was the youngest kid and and uh, and so uh, of of my family and so like when I when I was a little older the uh stuff that i grew up with was either like thrown away or maybe someone else no. took it when they moved fair. out or okay. something like that you know um so yeah like all, all the old stuff i kind of had to go back and get there was also a large i sold a bunch of my stuff at one point and it's fair never quit
1: it's never quit stinging um, um. <laughs> i remember very vividly i was 17 or 18 i I am cleaning out my room and I pull out this big case, big case, huge. I don't open it up and it's got the DMG Game Boy, the original, all the games around it, the battery pack, this little arcade that it fit into that turned it into an arcade that opened its doors up with speakers on the inside that magnified the screen that turned. I had it all, baby. Mm -hmm. Zipped it back up into the trash bag. I still, that's such a vivid memory that I have that I was fucking too too cool for school. Who needs this old dumbass (laughs) Game Boy anyway? It's only got Pokemon on it. Who plays that anymore? I'm too Mm. fucking cool for Pokemon.
0: Said no one. (laughs) <laughs> right with Pokemon oh yeah I remember I sold my Game Boy Color with Pokemon Red to another kid at school for like 15 bucks that's a hell of a deal uh yeah but however though Sucker. I mean that sucks but that same kid sold me uh like a Nintendo track jacket for like 15 bucks or something oh that's and it's, cool and it's dope and I still have it you still so, have like, it that's even yeah.
1: better because you know uh, he
0: doesn't have that game boy color or that Pokemon right, right. yeah um yeah exactly uh, <laughs> but yeah uh some of the old stuff that I got rid of like I was just thinking about like I um um I had Pokemon heart gold with the polka you know mm. and that's mm-hmm. not even that mm-hmm. old that's for DS you know mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't even seem like it's that old but th- that's that's worth like 400 bucks now or something oh yeah uh the, so, yeah. that shit gets silly. Mm-hmm. Silly Pokemon, especially
1: it seems like as far as like Game Boy stuff goes, it's now it's getting to the point to where I want to be the rebel, right, and just be like fuck Pokemon. It start I know that's the I know that everyone who's ever listened just click X, right? You can't <laughs> have that opinion in this day and age. But to be quite honest with you, it's kind of the Funko Pops of video games, like right, like it's everybody is doing it. And if everybody's eating, everybody's doing it, I'm out. I'm the anti-hero.
0: <laughs> so you think Pokemon is too popular now? It's everywhere.
1: Yeah. When I get text messages from my brother <laughs> about it, if my bro- when w- that's the threshold, right? When he, mm-hmm. w- it can go for so long and then I like this, I'll get when he gets into it, I'm out
0: okay okay so is there a certain generation though right because like for me
1: gen one is still cool everything after that i don't give a shit about there will Um, never be anything more cooler than generation one generation mm -hmm. two right i only that is like i love it because the the pokemon johto theme song is completely legit but that's another that's a that's not the video game part that's the the animation you can't bring that into it Okay. Yeah. That that the gen one is really great. The gen two is, is pretty great, but like three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, where are we now? Uh they're seriously to the point to where it's like there's so many, I wouldn't know if it's a a Pokemon or something somebody drew. Right, right. And I, was right, pretending for it to be a Pokemon.
0: Sure, and, and there's there's other similar things too, right? Like I remember my nephew was really into y- yokai watch. Okay. Does yeah. This, does this sound familiar? Is this a thing? Is this a real thing?
1: So, um Popo and Duck actually comes from my character on Final Fantasy 14, and that's like the the weebiest thing I don't know if that's a word that's okay (laughs) it's the weebiest thing that's ever existed so Yokai Watch also one of the weebiest things that's ever existed they did a crossover event and the whole world of Eorzea in Final Fantasy fourteen is completely flooded with little baby ghosts and kittens and all sorts of all the crazy crap from From Yokai Watch Watch. absolutely yeah. So right, and and I,
0: I guess my point is just that that, uh, that you know did you want from one be or the anywhere. other could right. be anything Digimon exactly, um, yeah I oh, oh Pokemon man right I, I've I've always just been stuck like I I was really I was into it when I was a kid and then like Yu Gi Oh took over as being the cool thing. Hmm. Um, and I never went back to Pokemon except back to the one generation that I was into, which is now super nostalgic, you know. Uh, but yeah, Yu Gi Oh. When I was in middle school, was like that. That became the cool thing.
1: Uh, I never. I got onto the Yu Gi Oh train when it was on TV, but man, no, uh, I was, I was, I actually was pretty loyal to Pokemon because everybody got into Yu Gi Oh because that's where like. At the, at the point where Pokemon started getting popular, I was 20, <laughs> and so it was like, you weren't allowed to even like Pokemon, for crying out loud. That's for babies, yo! Hey, Yug, we're gonna play some Yu-Gi-Oh! That was cool, but right. you couldn't like Pokemon, That which I never got that, but no, so, but, you know, I did. I wasn't so into it that I bought a bunch of the cards, should have, but, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I, I paid for it now, literally. Cause oh, that's, yeah. I got into that for a while, but
0: yeah, I had a bunch of Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards and, uh, I, I went to retrieve them from my parents' house, mm. you know, cause I didn't take them with me when I moved out, of course, but I know my parents have some stuff in a box that was sure. my stuff, you they know, better. but, uh, apparently my mom gave them away. I don't know to who. Like one, maybe one of her friends' kids or something. She gave them all away. Hey man, and then, that's... and then, like uh, a, a little bit later, my my nephew starts getting old enough to be getting into Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh and stuff. And my mom starts telling him, like, you know, your uncle, he used to have a whole bunch <laughs> of those things. I think I still have them. You could probably have them. Hell no. And she's like pumping this kid up, and he's getting so excited, you know, about all these cards he's going to get. And I'm like trying to tell her, like, you you gave them away. Remember when you told me you gave them away when I wanted them back? You're pumping this kid
1: up for nothing. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) That, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to move to another thing. What were you saying? You
1: keep, keep, if you, dude, I will tangent all day. If you don't keep me corralled, I will go wherever I want.
0: Well, you brought up Final Fantasy XIV. So besides retro games, you used to be uh,
1: a fiend on the MMOs, right? After, uh, so after the Castlevania iteration of speedrunning on Twitch, which is a a whole, you know, topic on itself we can get into later, I, you know, kind of went into the shadows and started playing Final Fantasy 14 and got obsessed with that and wanted to come back to Twitch as purely a Final Fantasy 14 streamer because the way I played Final Fantasy 14 is unlike anyone else. I don't I don't raid. I don't do the combat. I only social. Mm-hmm. But I'm a billionaire. Because I played for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I was always on because this was a period of my life that was super, super dark, which, oddly enough, the the minion that you can summon, what's called the ugly duckling, was, I say, he literally did save my life. Once I summoned him, I never unsummoned him, which is this guy right here, duck. That's where the duck comes from. And people would say, whenever we would come into town, here comes Popo and Duck. Here comes Popo and Duck. You bet your ass. Here comes Popo and Duck with a capital D because his name is Duck. Mm-hmm. I've I became this like I don't know legend. Yeah, in my server, it was the coolest thing ever. And but you know, it didn't really translate well to the online streaming era effort because right, it, I was on all the time. And it's not really like it, when you're just starting out, you can't necessarily be just an an influencer entertainer. You have to have a herd to influence, right? And whereas I did have this herd on the game on Twitch, I had nobody. You know, I, I had a couple of people from my first iterations or my previous iterations of when I would stream, and they would watch me. You know, weave basket underwater basket weave. So they're watching me regardless. But uh, that's where the Popo and Duck comes from, and that's where that was my my last MMO, and quite honestly, the only MMO because it's such a fan service. It's so well made. It's so yeah. well made to be a fan service please all. So which which other? I mean, which other MMOs have
0: you touched though? I'm just curious. Like you, you probably played some World of Warcraft, right?
1: Oh yeah, I was in uh, the beta of World of Warcraft. And that was a so I got to be there from that. I played the World of Warcraft just like everyone else. You can your your stereotypical World of Warcraft player from two thousand four. I was that guy all the way until Panda. I guess is the man forever, right? Sure, that yeah, that yeah. game. That game was such a part of my life and. It was uh, an, one of the reasons why I really still, I still do enjoy an MMORPG because it's really, I mean, it's meant, it's so specifically designed to hit all these, you know, dopamine triggers and, yeah. and, and a mind like mine and
0: right. it's if great. There's one thing I like, it's a bar filling up on the screen. Right, and mm-hmm. then the bar finishes filling up, and there's a sparkly explosion, and it, sure. ba- and it goes back to zero, and you can do it again now. But it's even it's, it's even better this time. And you know, Ta- I
1: better have a bunch of squares that I get to organize. Mm-hmm. I want to put all these little squares over here, but I want all the things from these squares here. It, it, no, yeah, that's so great. it's like cleaning. It's it's really great. And Final Fantasy fourteen in particular, the end game is pretty much just playing dress up. It that's literally all everybody does, and the only reason to leave like the the cool people area would be to go find another outfit that you wanted to wear to come back to you know show off to be hang out, and that's one of the aspects of World of Warcraft in World of Warcraft that did just didn't exist.
0: Yeah, because I was going to ask you then, because right, if you've so you played a bunch of MMOs, but FF14 that was the one where like you found the community to be more like uh what's what's the word (laughs) they knew you
1: the community knew you people you didn't know knew you absolutely oh i am still friends with people from final fantasy 14 to this day that we have a great lasting friendship because of we just met during this time and the the community really responded to me as just a stranger In Final Fantasy XIV, because that was the character class that I played. I presented myself as the mayor of this town called Limsa Mm Lomenza. And the the running joke was was there was only two votes. It was me and Duck. How could (laughs) we lose? But I had such a huge following because that's where everybody met up to do everything. Well, if you're there, there's Popo, and he's going to be grabbing your ass. Because I played a Lalafell who is the smallest character, and they had this emote that did this. Well, I used it as I would go up and I would pat people's butts. There would mm-hmm. be to the point to where people would line up expecting <laughs> their daily... pat. I'm not kidding that this was... A, that It was so much fun... I don't think I could ever recreate it because of right. the sheer amount of time I spent molding and becoming this person. That it, it was so great of a to escape the constant like elitism, gatekeeping weirdos of uh, you know of World of Warcraft because that shit can get deep with like dragon kill points and blah. Whereas you go to Final Fantasy 14 and I was this like super positive. Amazingly nice. It was two totally two two night and different night and day things. I I would uh, I responded quite well to uh, the uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, whereas the like end game of World of Warcraft just got to the point to where it just felt like you were going to have an anxiety attack on even trash mobs. Yeah, and like what what are we doing here? What are we doing here? It's it's not worth it.
0: Right? Yeah. Like my history with mm with. World of Warcraft was always that like I loved the questing and the general guild banter and doing mm-hmm. dungeons and stuff but once it got up to the point of maybe we do a raid that never
1: happened that ends friendships absolutely like, uh,
0: yeah um but uh so it's yeah it's interesting what you're saying though that um that like that that type of of person or that type of player in in FF14 doesn't really Translate over to Twitch right away, um, which is kind of an interesting thing in general. The way that like whenever you see someone go over to Twitch, who's from another thing, uh, it, it seems like there it's it's interesting how well it works for some people and not for
1: others. It's, uh, I call it I call it the one percent of one percent rule. Listen to me. I've been I've been into this content creation long enough because I started on YouTube forever ago. That I I understand what you're getting at, is how much participation are you going to get from a certain audience Mm -hmm. that, like, you can have a million people that love you in Final Fantasy XIV. They're not going to go to Twitch to watch you. Right. They're here to Final Fantasy XIV to watch you, dude. That's where I've come up with this 1% of 1%. 1% of your initial community will give you one click. Mm Mm-hmm. 1% 1% of that community will give you two clicks. Three clicks is unheard of. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's where, and you being a streamer, also being someone who's trying to promote yourself, you understand where I'm coming from, that you can have this group that you have, you're this emotional attachment to, and you're like, hey, can y'all click this? And you get very little out of it. Right. And that was, that was... Final Fantasy fourteen also did introduce me to that f- part of the internet where you have these friendships that come and go, and nobody's allowed to talk about anything, and everybody just picks up where they left off. And that transcends to Twitch so greatly. Twitch is, Twitch is just like that, and I, I'm guilty of doing it because... It's, you know, you essentially can turn the camera on and off when you want. If your life's not going well, you turn the fucking camera off. But I never really experienced that in my life before where someone can be like such a part of my life and then they're just not. Mm -hmm. And then there they are. Like, wait, what? Where did this come from? But. I don't know if it's a generational thing or maybe even my where I come from, because I was raised in such a small community, like a small town where that like if you didn't hear from the guy, you literally just drove to his house and whipped his ass or something.
0: Yeah, uh, it's funny because like for me, I I used to have a, a lot more like social anxiety issues and just anxiety in general and i think twitch helped a lot with that or, or it was a coping thing with that because i can just leave and no one will even notice you know mm-hmm. what i mean it's like the moment that i'm like a, a little caught up you know in, in or like feeling weird or anxious or something you know you just disappear and no one questions it you
1: know um That's in in the in you can just come right back and sometimes it sometimes you can just pick up right where you just left off. Honestly, it really depends on how let how cold you let it get how cold you let the irons get. Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is a little off topic, but then what that gets into is like the other kind of thing that I've had to work on a lot of like, if I don't talk to someone for a couple days or whatever, or yeah, or it, well, it's not even that. It's just basically there are people in my life that are friends, right? But mm-hmm. like for some reason, I just think, ah, oh, they don't want to hear from me, you know? Like, uh, like I, I have this issue where, where I, I, I so rarely actually like maintain a friendship because the instant that uh, I'm not talking to someone, I assume that it's like, well, they're just busy and I'm just a hassle, you know what I mean? Fair. Uh, that's and so hard. then, right. And then all of a sudden it's, it's this thing of like, Oh, I, you know, I never reached out to them, and maybe, maybe I don't, maybe I don't like them now. They think because i never talked to them,
1: but really, that's it's just... just part of, <laughs> I, I hate to, I hate to sound like a broken record, but that's just part of getting old. Right. That's just part of that. Like I, I, I have a saying where I say, uh, dads don't have friends. And I say that because I grew up, my dad's like, he is one of the, he's super old. He, right now he's 80. So he had me when he was 40, right? You guys, 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 my age ain't having kids, right? You ain't having kids when you're 40. That's, that's pretty old to have kids. But as I grew up, I noticed that he didn't have friends. And that's just because as you're, as you get old, it's like, why did I even get mad at that guy? I can't mm-hmm. even remember. And you just, you've, you've just stopped reaching out where that. That friendship that was so strong, you had to work eight hours a day. Well, did he work today? I can't remember. What's his schedule? Well, maybe I'll talk to him on Saturday. And then Saturday, you completely forgot because you got too drunk. And then it's just shit happens. Well, now it's been freaking three weeks. Should I even text the guy? He, he ain't texted me either, that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. He's just equally as busy. And, the man, that happens. And it's just that's one of the things that as uh, – I guess that I had to learn from Final Fantasy that to to just understand that sometimes people just come into your life and sometimes people just leave. Maybe sometimes people, like, here we go, rush. Sometimes people are, I guess, more Shakespeare are just roles in your life of your play, and sometimes they'll come back and sometimes they're gone forever, and you never know. I mean, I hate to get too philosoph philosophical here, but that's really what we're dealing with. And, um, that's kind of just the way it happens when I, I found when you get older bec- and even some friends that I'm friends with now for like, I've been, I have had friends now that I have for 30 years and I'll call them up and it'll just be like, this feels so good. We should do this more often. And then he'll call and I won't answer. I'll call mm-hmm. and he don't answer. And we know how good it felt, but it's got, how can you make time? Cause we're so busy. Right. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, I know what you mean, that, that whole thing. It's like it's like anytime I meet anyone who I used to talk to more or something, right? You you run into someone at the grocery store or something, right? And it's always, oh, we should totally hang For out, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. And you mean it. You mean Absolutely. it when you say it. But yeah, but right. And then it just doesn't happen all it's the
1: like, time, man. It's like when you get drunk with somebody, dude, we got to work out tomorrow. We're going to play <laughs> yeah. basketball tomorrow. Yeah, and it never happens. It's just real life can just carry you away.
0: So, um, after, so then, so then you are on Twitch, though, as Popo and Duck now from Final Fantasy 14. So we have started, go ahead. Yep. That's where we're,
1: that's where our history has taken us. And then what happens after that? Um, what happens after that is quite honestly, um, Ah oh, Man, what what is the... Um, I start really taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I know every streamer says, well, I'm going to take it seriously now, you know? Mm-hmm. No, you don't know. Because if you're taking it seriously and you're... Uh, this is a topic you can touch on if you want or not, and you're a, a male... You have to, you're streaming eight hours a day and you're interacting in 90 fucking discords for eight hours a day. You're trying to be present in other people's lives because you want to be a part of their communities. If you're wanting to get viewers and that is, is what I would consider, I'm going to try hard, right? You're doing this seven days a week. It's 16, 18-hour days, seven days a week. It never stops, because if you're not on and you're not pushing your fucking brand, this guy behind you sure the fuck is. I'll tell Mm -hmm. you that. And so about, what is it, January? It was January of some year, I can't remember I started really trying hard and really started um finding a connection in the the retro category with people around or near my age that wanted to see uh video games played it from someone's viewpoint that was around at that point I guess I I I mean Yeah. It, it, and then February happened and I'm part of something That's called the Dirty Dozen.
0: Right. Where
1: the gaming galleon, I mentioned him before, came to me and said, why don't we abandon, because his gaming collection is one of those that you see in like magazines. Mm -hmm. And he came and he's like, hey, we both got thousands of video games. Why don't we just abandon them all? And we're only going to play the 12 games I sent you on Nintendo a couple years back. And we'll just have a blast. Everybody will think we're fucking nuts. No cell phone games, no web games. If we're playing a video game, we're only on original hardware and it's only these 12 games. And that kind of caught on. And people really enjoyed watching it. And that's what took me out of like just a regular retro guy into having some numbers that could act, you know, start to compete. And then I just started really. Finding who I was is what made me happy in streaming. And then I hooked my foot pedal up to my computer. And I was able to, with my feet, command my stream, making cutaway scenes that I could react to while playing video games. Which, in my opinion, is something that you don't see ever. Because right. if you're ever going to see somebody on a stream, at least in my experience, if they're going to pull a trick on you, it's. <laughs> and then the trick happens. Like, well, dude, I knew I saw you touch your mouse and then we all waited for it. Whereas I have the controller in my hand and then I can push a button with my foot. It scares the hell out of you, it scares the hell out of me and everybody involved. <laughs> it's not something you see. And then now everybody's like, well, what's happening here? And I started becoming this like. 10:30 p.m. to 5-ish a.m.-ish like Stoner community streamer and that's where I stayed for a long time and I've had my most success and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed doing that and I feel like that's what I I would enjoy that's where I I I think I felt the happiest streaming was yeah just being in just being a, a guy who just got on and just played the video games he wanted to have fun right
0: and, but but you put work into it though is the no thing. yeah like, no there's no question I definitely was work because when you when you talk about having a foot pedal hooked up and and though and having like a joke, Right, that you can cut to. Sure. You have to have the idea first of all, mm-hmm. and then you have to create a file, like a video file or something, that OBS can read. That is this thing that you want to play. You got to get it into OBS. You have to set it up so that the so that the source is visible or not visible and hotkeyed to this thing. Like it. It. it,
1: I, ha- it sounds- I actually had to code the translation from midi input into windows into a command key that obs can understand because obs can't recognize midi input so you i had to get a translator and translate that and write the code to translate the input to equal like control one and control one can then input into obs you know change to scene x and it, yeah, I it got to the point to where I was making scenes daily every other day making it always trying to get something and then I would have like two or three scenes that would stay. Uh, that was another experiment that I started doing or an experiment I started doing during the late late night was repeat repetition. repeating mm-hmm. People love r- repeating. You're a speedrunner. Right. You get it. People in your community respond well to hearing the same thing over and over again. Right, and
0: th- and that is, like, the thing that, that I, I think was super enjoyable in your stream is that it a lot of the time it was like, you see, oh, Popo's on. What's the new stupid <laughs> fucking thing he's got today that's, that's going to keep playing, you know? That's fair. And what it's are we going to hear a thousand times? <laughs> right. And you look forward to it.
1: It was um, pretty fun.
0: And yeah, that uh, like and and it's it's uh, it is true what you say about the pedal and 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 yeah and like I'm serious about like how much work it is to get that to work because like. I tr- sort of have like a thing that's like that where there's like a thing that I can play right, but I don't have a foot pedal to get it to work. The closest thing I have is the stream deck, right? But sure. that's still something I gotta look over and hit a button, and everyone knows, you know, and that absolutely. Kind
1: of thing. And I mean, who who doesn't a have or b want an Elgato stream deck just because of how convenient it is to be able to go point 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 point. But, like, I can do that, you know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's not, I'm not saying that, uh, it's something that, an idea that I had that I feel like kind of set me apart, whereas, uh, I, I don't know, I, I was pat, I was just patting myself on the back there, good job, Popo, the fucking foot pedal, you did it. (laughs) Turns out it's not for guitars, it's for, uh. (laughs) <laughs> the, the one of the worst part is is that it takes six AA batteries to run
0: it has to there's not it,
1: like an AC input I, I bought the I bought the actual Roland AC input for the pedal and that's not cheap because of the name on it and mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't work it just doesn't work and so man for years and years and years I was setting aside money of my twitchings. To just pay for a a double A battery salary. (laughs) Oh man!
0: At that point, I might have gone with rechargeables, but like I've never done that before. Like ever since I was a kid, right? It was like a myth because when I was a kid, I had a Game Boy, right? Big fat Game Boy takes Mm -hmm. four double A batteries. My parents never gave me double A's for it, though, right? I don't, you know, they just, I guess, double A's. They didn't want to pay for them or something. They're expensive. Expensive. But the Game Boy does have an AC input on it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, 100% of my Game Boy playing as a kid was sitting on the floor next to an outlet, you know, leaning That's on the wall with my Game Boy plugged into it, playing Game Boy, right? Really? That's fascinating. And and then there was this myth, though, that there's rechargeable double A's, mm-hmm. but, like, never got them, you know, never, never really th- th- uh, actually thought about getting them. Um, and now like as an adult, I think about it and I'm like, nah, I don't want to like have to take the batteries out of a thing that I need and put them in a rechargeable thing. And then that takes up an outlet on the wall. And I got to remember yeah. to come to, you know, in, or I, where I, is it at? buy some where fucking double A's, mm-hmm.
1: you know, uh, I'm going to go to Costco and buy <laughs> 200,000 double A's for $7 and I'll forget about it. I have a really great set of rechargeable batteries for when... I was uh, messing with Game Boys and repairing Game Boys and stuff. They were great, but like, oh, fuck, I haven't charged them recently. Where's the charger? Well, now I got away from them to charge. Well, now I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. Whereas I could have just <laughs> gone with some double A's, just put.
0: Mm-mm. I found a thing for the Game Boy Advance because uh, th- I was blown away recently. I had a game. I skipped the regular Game Boy Advance and got an SP, you know? Okay. I had the built-in rechargeable battery. Sure. So, like, after having the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color, I went right to the SP, and it was, like, the most mind-blowing thing that just had a built-in rechargeable battery. Later, though, just recently, I picked up a regular Game Boy Advance to do, like, the consolizer mod with it, you know? Okay. And I was blown away that that thing does not have an AC adapter port on it like the old Game Boys did. No. Why wouldn't you, you because so uh, f- I, the old ones had it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well,
1: I'm trying to think about, yeah, the old ones did have it and they did have the battery pack you could buy from Nintendo. So now the question is, was the AC adapter on the original game boy, a bad idea to, and in, in the long run to try and sell more, you know, products that have the Nintendo name on them. Sure. Yeah. And that, that was, so
0: I'm, Really glad you bring that up because uh, what I ended up finding was a Game Boy Advance. So it, it's like a, it's it's an AC adapter, but the end of it plugs into it's like it's like the battery back. But it's mm-hmm. got a well. It's a bat. It's a battery pack. Sure. But it's not a battery pack. It's just like the contacts for the to to interface with the battery contacts. You know, and it plugs into the wall, right? Uh, and that's a third party product I had to buy. uh uh-uh. um, but it's, I'll be putting no third party on my shit. <laughs> but it's just well, and you know, it, it, it's just funny that that's uh, now that you mention it. Yeah, Nintendo could have uh, could have sold that. But they didn't. It was I don't yep. know what the brand was, but so that's uh, a thing recently. Well, all right. Uh, I I don't know what well, I don't got. I don't I don't have another question right off yeah, the bat I, here. Yeah, you're good. We're we're going in a little bit of an interview style, I guess. But really, I, the idea was just a bullshit. What have you been playing recently? You know, recently that's, on this podcast, that's one thing. That that's kind of the idea that we started with was that we're just gonna like you know it's the thing was i i had this idea speaking of like youtube videos and stuff and starting on youtube is that like i y- made a couple game reviews at some point okay and i had this whole idea with my stream where it was like every time that i finish a game i'm gonna make a youtube review oh of it, how you know?
1: yeah how great would that be in a world that you had unlimited energy
0: exactly <laughs> it just never <laughs>
1: happens no and so at some point i was like nox
0: we i need we we should do a podcast where i can just talk about the, the games you talk about the games you played and boom there it's on the internet permanently for sure Off the cuff, you know. Off the cuff. So what do you got recently?
1: Uh recently, well, holy mackerel. Um I have been playing Demon Souls PS5. I um did an all magic run because I wanted to see everybody was like, Oh, it's so easy if you're if you play magic, it's so easy. Yeah, it's not true, right? Yes and no. Like Once you're set up, yeah, it's the funnest. I'm a machine gun, and I have the fire spray ability, and I'm just running, and I'm mowing motherfuckers down. I can't be touched. Getting there? That took me a long time, a little bit of research, a lot of dying, a lot of farming. It wasn't necessarily as easy breezy as it was made out to be. You can... Get the thief ring and snipe people from a distance and have a pretty good shot at it. But man, when they get a hold of you, you nah, know, the game's over, you're done. I was yeah. pretty much a glass cannon at that point.
0: yeah, like the the way that I've always seen it with demon souls is yeah, that's what you always hear. Oh, magic is easy mode. It's only easy. If you know exactly what point to put in every stat, Mm -hmm. you know exactly where to find all the spells, you know exactly which ones to slot, you know which accessories to wear, and you got to get your character into critical health, and you got to never get hit. You know, ever, then, you, ever. then yeah, yeah. If you never get hit and you know exactly what to do all the time, then yeah, you can it's one pretty shot easy. some bosses, pretty easy. Mm-hmm. but that's the case with any strategy. <laughs> if you have it down to that much of a science, like what my experience casually is that you start out with magic and it's easy for the first couple hours and then it very quickly gets outclassed, you know, for sure uh, by,
1: by just hitting things with an upgraded sword. Um, because so, yeah. there's a point to where you can't really upgrade very much, like you're stuck at this damage output, you have to just perform.
0: Yeah, because you can't put every point into intelligence, and even mm-hmm. or whatever, whichever one it is in Demon Souls, it I think it's just called magic. Yeah, because intelligence mm-hmm. is how much MP you have, and then magic, magic is, the actual is the damage power. Yeah, uh, but even that, like soft caps at like 40 or something, right? Um yeah, yeah, yeah but okay so you did a magic only run right and implying that you've done that you're you're planning more or doing doing more? i then
1: i then after I got sick of that i did uh, i didn't beat it though i got to the uh the very final point to where it's time to go to King Alant, and i didn't i started over with a oh e- if you want to be easy mode you just do all strength and you just roll mm-hmm yeah. Okay. That was actually kind of pretty easy. I mean, I really <laughs> just walloped everybody with a plus five crushing mace. It took mm-hmm. it took me a while to farm that mace, but once I got the plus five crushing mace and two handed that thing, I was just absolutely just a beast. Couldn't be stopped. It was really really fun.
0: Yeah. That you know the only one I think that I or the it's funny. So I, I was playing Dark Souls two. Uh and and that one I almost felt like the big dumb crushing mace is like the only viable strategy in that game cuz like Interesting. I, well, be, I don't I, I'm probably doing it wrong, right? But I I feel like in Dark Souls 2 specifically, your character is like so clunky and the iframes are so weird and the hitboxes are so wonky that it's like dude, I can't do the usual thing of like dodging and shit. I need to just Two-hand power strike everything. That's funny. One-shot it if it if it doesn't die. You at least knocked it on the ground so that you can hit it again. You know,
1: um, but yeah. I've got a buddy that recently called me and we were talking about. Um he was talking about Dark Souls 2, about how much he hates it. He's just like, I can't stand this game. It's not like the game I need to be. And, you know, we're old. He's like, I need my game to be like Dark Souls 1. It's nothing like Dark Souls 1. I hate it. Mm-hmm. I haven't played Dark Souls 1, 2, or 3, so I'm pretty excited to play those. It's going to be fun. Right,
0: right. I forget that you haven't uh, done all of them. So you've played Demon Souls on PS3 and mm-hmm. on
1: PS5. Mm-hmm. I started and- with Demon Souls on PS3 because everybody was like, if you're going to start the Soul series, start with Demon Souls. Also, you're a retro hardware guy who's got every gadget ever and you can actually stream the PS3. I don't people are like I can't stream the PS3. You're one of those people. It's like $8 by the by the device. No, no, no. You just use component then it's fine. <laughs> or that or that. Either yeah. way. And so some people are like I can't stream off of it. I'm like if the device is like $9, you've got all this billions of dollars of hardware and you don't have... Anyway. So yeah, yeah. I'm one of the few people that had the HDMI capper or uncapper or whatever the crap mm. it was. Uh, that was a hell of an experience because you've really got to be patient. And I so I started with that and then we ended up... I actually beat that on stream and then I started Dark Souls 1, but then it, that was in January and the, the at the end of January, the Dirty Dozen came. The Dirty Dozen oh, 2. okay that right. and the dirty doesn't two dirty came doesn't and two. so i had to stop playing dark souls and we never got back to dark souls so i'm going to start playing dark souls 1 very soon Excellent. and uh i'm going to do 1 2 and then 3 then bloodborne then now
0: go ahead can i suggest that you play dark souls 1 and 2 and then bloodborne
1: cuz that's the release order and then dark souls, okay. souls 3 okay that's fair i can do that cuz i've 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 gone all the way up and except in Bloodborne, except the last two bosses, the final boss of the expansion, and then the final boss of the actual game. So I would love to play that game again. That game is that game. Honestly, is what got me back into the whole genre of the the Souls genre. Totally. Period. Yeah, that game is phenomenal. I've every minute of that. And I'm hoping that my little playing through of all of these games will lead me to February first. Which is then the Dirty Dozen Four, which then yeah, you know, February 25th we got a big day coming out, and that's Elden Ring, and that's going to probably be. Oh yeah, yeah. Popo, recently, that's what I'll be playing for quite a while, as I'm sure everybody will be. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we don't have a uh, a cyberpunk scenario oh, on our hands. Yeah. Um.
0: So yeah, about uh about that kind of topic is that like so what one thing definitely as far as like twitch stuff goes that i've found is is at least this is in my experience but the worst thing that i can do usually is to play a game the day it comes out
1: that's when it's just
0: there's just no one cares or they want they want you know, uh, uh, to be in the channel with 30,000 people yelling about it, you know,
1: which I understand. Oh, when you're talking about game... solely from a Twitch perspective. Playing yeah, a game yeah. the day comes out is an absolute how to tank my view, our, my average viewership. I mean, there's no question. Right. Um, not, you can't compete with the people that are doing this professionally. Yeah.
0: So like I because... get it, if, there, if there's a new game, the day it comes out, it's it, there's so much like FOMO and excitement about uh-huh. it, right that you you want to be in the channel that's got twenty thousand people all yelling, "Game sucks, game sucks," you know, it's a good time.
1: <laughs> game sucks, bad game, no devs, stupid. <laughs> or like I have games that, regardless of who's streaming it, I won't watch it because I plan on playing it. Exactly. Yep. That's and the other so half of it. that's going to be what's kind of shitty come like March era uh, when you're playing it. I don't know what I'm going to do there, but right. I think I'm probably, I think I would like to, uh, I don't know. I'm able to watch streams and participate and not pay attention, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a skill that has to be developed. So I, I I'm going to have to redevelop that skill, but it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see just how many people play it and what it's like because I am still zero percent spoiled about anything. I haven't, yeah. in fact, George R. R. Martin released some Twitter post. I, I ain't even read that. Not <laughs> interested. Don't care. And I want to see it all in
0: my own eyes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it, right. Exactly. That is the other half of it too. Is that like the the most dedicated people especially like the the people that are in kind of our friend group are exactly those kind of people that uh um are not into things being spoiled right for and they're sure. going to avoid something until they play it for themselves and yeah you run into that also um and uh but yeah th- and, and so that's the thing though is that I, I say all this but then it's like but fromsoft is kind of a special case though where it's like you gotta kind of just ignore it And, uh, and just play it anyway, because if I'm not playing it and I'm trying to do something else, you know, I'm just going to be sitting there thinking about it, you know?
1: Well, Um, see, I, it comes out the 25th and I'll be doing that, the the chat, the dozen game challenge. So I'll still have five, six more days to where I'll mm -hmm. have to sit there and look at my copy and not uh, at, and the, the, the rules of the of the fine print of the quote unquote dirty dozen says you can install and make sure the game runs. Okay. So I can at least put it on, install it, and make <laughs> sure that it's ready to go. But mm-hmm. I can't in any way play it or anything like that. So I'll but so that that's gonna be a kind of interesting time to where I'm going to be present online digitally, having to actively like bounce. And it's going to suck because everybody's going to want to fucking talk about it and be that guy that's like, Oh my God, did you know that if you took this dude's head, it did this? (laughs) No, I didn't. But I don't know why you think I would want to know that from you. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that man,
0: that gets into, like, speaking of of things that uh, just, if you've been on Twitch for a while, one thing that's interesting is the way that I feel like I feel like the the known etiquette is getting better and has sure. changed. When a, a I, lot When I first started on Twitch, the idea of like a blind playthrough was novel. It, like people didn't mm-hmm. know what you meant. People Mm-mm. didn't know what it was. People th- like it seemed like the general viewership thought that if you were on Twitch, it meant you wanted tips and you wa- and you were there to get or give tips, you know I, what I mean? I'm,
1: I'm here. For you to be, I'm here for you to try and impress me with your knowledge of this game (laughs) and help me in every fashion you can. And if you, and if the idea of someone not wanting your help insulted people almost, Mm -hmm. it took a while for people to understand that the payoff is so much grander. If you really enjoy this person for their content, you'll get to enjoy how they enjoy, which. Is really like, because I have a real life buddy that he only is into video games real life. He will, he'll real life watch me play video games till the end of days. He doesn't play video games, but he'll watch me in real life play video games his whole life. Forever and ever, amen, which is just such a weird thing, but he wants to watch me enjoy, enjoy. He's an Mm -hmm. enjoy, he he enjoys enjoyment. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is just a, which is not something that you was really even thought about. Why would, why would I, I don't know. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy, but it's, you're, you're right. I was actually thinking about this just the other day. The general etiquette of Twitch chat is much less the Wild West. Yeah. Still there. It's still going to happen, but it, you're, you, the odds of you playing a game and someone coming in and being like, yo, Solid Snake is Sauron, and then leaving, <laughs> yeah. those days are kind of over. Right. And, and, and that even person it- just hitting every fucking streamer that's streaming that game, those days don't, I mean, it, that kind of doesn't fly anymore. Right. And I,
0: maybe even part of it is just the fact that like, so so many communities jump on that kind of thing now <laughs> too you know where where they it gets it gets a stop put to it uh, more quickly now okay I, I had this other notion or idea how well, maybe maybe part of it also is the idea the the rising popularity of reaction videos because even though, I might not want, you know, it, like, I feel like there's a stigma around the idea of reaction videos. Sure. But if you think about it, is a blind playthrough of a game on Twitch it's no different. different
1: from a reaction video? Unless no. uh, Well, kind of. There's, there's two. If I feel like a blind, you wouldn't, I, I haven't heard Tool's new album. I wouldn't go watch a, a reactionary video of Tool's new album, I would want to hear it first. Okay, yeah. But I feel like Alan Wake's... I would want to watch someone play Alan Wake from the beginning in a blind reaction because we can both be scared at the same time. Okay, yeah. That's There's that aspect point. to it. Whereas on Twitch, people can also be like, Oh, yeah, here we go. This dummy's about to get scared. Here we go. Here we go. I played this game. <laughs> That kind of, that adds a little bit to it as well as why I think people enjoy the reactionary videos of it. And I don't know. I don't, my thoughts on reactionary videos are, um, th- for the longest time, I thought they were the dumbest. I thought mm-hmm. how, like, for the longest time, I thought Twitch was the dumbest. Why would I want to spend my free time watching somebody else play video games? That's silly. That's silly. Yeah. I mean, like, don't be silly, <laughs> right? I'll just play the game. But I find myself quite frequently on TikTok watching people watch TikTok. That's all it is, is watching other people watch TikTok. And so now I'm I think the reactionary thing it, it invokes it's a it's a way for biologically a human to invoke emotion in less than seven seconds. Watch someone else react to it. Mm-hmm. If you watch someone else cry, what is your instinct? Right. Well, yeah, I'm sad too, puppy. hmm hmm So, yeah, I've definitely, uh, I've come around to the reactionary video. And I, I mean, I would say that I'm even a reactionary streamer because of just how over the top I can be. I
0: think it's a really good point you brought up, though. The distinction between if it's your first time, also, oh, that really only works in a live environment, is maybe what mm-hmm. I would say is like the difference. Yeah. Where it's like you, you, if there's something that you really enjoyed, you know, and hey, you want to vicariously feel that again, you know, you can get that through a, uh, through, A reaction video kind of thing um but yeah the idea of like uh, of 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 uh twitch is a lot different where it's like you see there's just someone that you like oh they're playing this game you've never played before that's interesting right you want to go check it out Mm -hmm. um and I guess for, for me, what it is, is I want to, if I'm jumping in and learning about the game, basically by watching someone play it, I want to learn from someone who is also learning the game by playing it okay. right? versus someone who's being told what to do the whole time, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, yeah it, you're, you're right though, that it's, it's right. It's different. Uh, it is different on the two platforms. But TikTok, so you're on, so I, I haven't, I haven't really looked into TikTok at all. I hate it.
1: Yeah? I hate that I downloaded it. I got suckered into downloading it by a friend, a buddy of mine, and it's written and made by some of the smartest minds that have ever lived to get you to be on it all the time. I have this I also have this creepy like conspiracies theory that I honestly think that TikTok can watch my face and see how I react because it'll because like it's super, super good about knowing when I'm crying and then giving me something to make me laugh. And then I completely forget why I was crying two seconds ago because I'm laughing. It can be a super positive thing. If you let it be a super positive thing, if you what you interact with is the content you watch, that's a very novel idea because it doesn't necessarily work that way on Twitch. You go seek on Twitch, whereas TikTok, you're forced to watch the content kind of and what you react with is what you're presented with. So when you click the heart on someone showing their feet, well, you're (laughs) going to get a bunch of feet for the next like 30 days. And if you mistakenly when you first get that app, like some dummies are tapping on butts, boobs and feet, that's all your TikTok's going to be and your TikTok experience is going to be terrible. Okay. But if you're mm-hmm. t- if you're clicking on like uh abuse Uh, recovery or addiction recovery or adhd man there are some super knowledgeable people out there giving you therapist level advice for free in three minutes and -hmm. the communities on there are huge and stuff like that but then it's so easy to just be thrown a bone of like a foot or something and then there it is and you're just back to where you started and mm-hmm. they, it's really, really hard to be that diligent during your free time content experience, if I can say that. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, all, that, all,
0: that all makes sense. It's kind of like uh, I keep saying that I had this idea, right? Hot tub streams became a big thing on Twitch all of a sudden, right? Sure, fair. And so... Um, and so I had an idea to do like a parody one, right? Because mm-hmm. they made a hot tub in the game Valheim. You can build a hot tub now, and okay. I was I was streaming a bunch of Valheim at one point, and that I was, was like gaining some know, traction there. And I and I thought, you know, wouldn't it be funny to build the hot tub in Valheim and do a stream, a hot tub stream, but it's just the hot tub in Valheim, okay, and the character sitting fair. in it. Um, but, but then I had this idea of, no, 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 we can't let the machine think that this is how it is around here. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't want it. I don't want it on my channel statistics that I streamed that category. I don't want it on my viewers statistics that they watched that category. It's just going to fuck everything up.
1: Right. Uh, for a while there, when I came like my sixth inter iteration of Popo and Duck, when I was this like anti-hero rogue pirate of Twitch whenever I was done, I would pretend, like every other person who's hosting, I was giving like, oh, this streamer's the best streamer, it's so wholesome, and then I would turn them off to a hot tub or booby streamer or something like that. And I would get DMs daily being like, (laughs) you piece of crap, you have ruined my recommended channels because all it is now is titty streamers. And man, I was doing that every night, sending people (laughs) off, even people getting subs because they would like hang out in my channel and go to sleep, and then they're just left in the stream. Man, then I realized exactly what you said there. Mm -hmm. I was filling up the people who were watching me's content and like their metaverse or whatever is filled (laughs) with this terrible shit that I'm just doing because I'm a ding dong yeah right exactly oh man so
0: it's it's funny the the way that like we have to think about that kind of thing now with what we're doing you know it's and and like I I see it on Twitter and stuff people will They'll like asterisk out, like censor certain words that they're saying, not because they're bad words, but because they they like don't want to show up in a search for that word, or they just don't want their um their account like if it's like a political hot button thing, right? Sure. You know they don't want like th- their account uh uh like statistically associated with what they're saying and stuff. And man, I I just I can't help but think about like. Metal Gear Solid 2 when I hear that kind of stuff and like the whole
1: uh did you
0: play Metal Gear Solid 2?
1: I did the day it came out and I beat it in one sitting. So okay. It w- it's very hazy. <laughs>
0: it's the whole the whole ending of that game just is is like if you if you play it now or just like go on YouTube and watch like the ending sequence of that game and stuff, it's like prophetic. It's a game that like the story gets more relevant every year where like oh, no, the main bad guy of the game is sort of revealed to be this AI that is uh that that wants to uh in the in the words of like the main character censor the internet right but it's giving you this whole speech about how they're not censoring anything they're creating context is what they're saying and basically it's the this idea of like filtering what's all of the content that's around the internet, all the worthless content out and like propping up what they think is, is what is, uh, uh, like acceptable or advancing
1: for culture or whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, like filtering out the video game based content and presenting only scantily clad people (laughs) uh, straddling various vegetables but
0: yeah, yes, that, well, that's the thing is that yeah, it, it like it, it echoes. It's so uncannily echoes what we see now with how everything on YouTube and Twitch and Twitter, it's 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 just uh, an AI essentially, or, or it's mm-hmm. it's all computer generated. What it thinks you want to see for sure, um, and so yeah, two different and it's, people. It,
1: that that's one of the things I'm getting uh, was getting at with TikTok. It's good. It's getting real good these days. Like it will let you it will let you know it will take your emotions where it wants you. It wants it to go. Not where it. it like you will. I can seriously be crying. And then the next video, it's literally the funniest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. Now, what makes you <laughs> cry on TikTok? Um, you're you're brought to tears. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Every time I watch TikTok, there's without a doubt, I'm either going to laugh to tears or cry because something that has gotten me emotionally, um, a, a cat that has survived s- uh, so many strokes that it can't use its front paws, but has learned to walk upright like a human, mm, mm-hmm. and and can come and licking, and you're not gonna that's not gonna hit your little heartstrings a little bit, right? Like, there's a kitty cat in your lap. I, I, okay. there's, there, the, the, the algorithm has learned. That's why I was saying that it can watch my face and learn when I actually am responding <laughs> in such a fashion that, like, oh, we didn't get them fully this one, but like uh, hummingbirds, that got them, you know, that one hummingbird video that got them, you know, it, it yeah, it, it can definitely be, um, because it's when you set down, to interact with Twitch, the realm of what the content you're going to consume is very limited Mm -hmm. because it requires a, for some, to some degree, you have a computer and interest in broadcasting something that requires a computer to show. Whereas TikTok, literally anyone with a cell phone can put stuff up. So now you have videos where it's like, Oh, yeah, my grandpa, he was a veteran. Um, I'm going to tell you all of the story about it while I take his ashes and carve it into a diamond, and then I give it to my wife. Just the craziest, like, heartwarming and wholesome stories. Granted, it's crafted content. You have to remember that at all times. It's crafted content. But if you let yourself escape, you can find some pretty wholesome content that can... um, make you experience those feelings that human beings sometimes need to experience, even shittily in a diluted 30-second form that can be TikTok. But it, on the opposite spectrum, man, there's some pretty fucking funny people out there, and you, you, can, you can find that out. Or there pretty interesting events happen when you do put a camera in everyone's hands like mm-hmm. the things that the the things that you could even see on kitty cat tiktok would just make you laugh all day and would just fill you with joy and <laughs> i can't believe we're talking this much about fucking tiktok it's the worst <laughs> it's seriously so addictive you have to limit yourself time or i've never done this with any other program i'll sit there and scroll and my phone will come up and tell me dude you've only got 5% battery left don't care and I'll mm-hmm. sit there and watch TikTok literally until my phone turns off. I've gotcha. never done that with any other thing, and it's because I've now craft. I've spent the time to upvote and downvote perfectly what I think should should be in my life. Right? You know, get all the shit out of there because I'm not going to say there's a lot of trash out there. Mm-hmm. But if you can find what you, if you take the time, which kind of is the same for Twitch, right? There's a lot of streamer, there's a lot of streams out there for Twitch, but you have to really take the time to find where you fit in. And that's one of the things I try and explain newcomers to Twitch. You don't just turn on a TV and the first show you watch, you have you demand to be entertained. You have to go out and seek something that will keep you entertained. That's a, that that is that disconnect I feel is for new people trying to be told what the, the twitch verse or even what kind of content you know and you're you're t- are you talking more for like a viewer or for i'm a, talking about uh, someone who's like what is twitch why would i even want to watch it because an, people who are on twitch a lot we get um we escape the fact that there's an other the, there's a real world yeah. and in our mind twitch is all there is and everyone on fucking earth uses twitch at all times
0: yeah no which it's, is, it's absolutely true it's it, very weird when you go outside and you talk to a human mm-hmm. and there is a zero percent chance that they've heard of twitch
1: absolutely and if you get the faint recollection of twitch it's I know I've heard of Ninja or my son watches a Minecraft stream. Yeah, yeah, my son watches Minecraft is exactly what I was gonna say. Mm -hmm. Yep, (laughs) you get that a lot, and so that's one thing that we didn't. When you're on Twitch, is you, you like to think that the content everybody's watching this content, but it really is a pretty small population of the world comparatively. Yeah. And so when you're trying to explain to someone new who wants to watch scrubs, well they're going to watch scrubs and that's all they're going to watch and when scrubs is over they're going to go back to scrubs. When you're trying to explain to someone new to, to Twitch why they would want to join it, it's kind of hard and you know friendships and stuff like that is really is really hard to understand how to push someone out there because it's 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 forceful. Yep. Yeah. Conscious interaction, I guess is the Mm -hmm. word I'm going to say. Whereas like finding something on Netflix is, you know, you know what you want. Or there's the scrolling through Netflix that's endless. Whereas on Twitch, you have to go and be like, I love Sonic the Hedgehog 1. This guy's playing Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Not really feeling this guy. Oh, hey, I like this guy, this dumb redneck. He's funnier than hell. I'm going to watch whatever he's playing. Cool. Now I'm going to follow him. That's a very new concept well new-ish still very new to to a lot of the population and that's where i was just getting at is that we still think that like everybody's heard of twitch yeah
0: like kind of one way to to put it i I, I've i've not thought about it in these exact terms before but like so what like when i was growing up of of all the people that I knew or, or went to school with or whatnot, like I f- I feel like I was the person who was the most into video games, you know? Sure. Like I was more into video games than anyone I knew, right? And then when I discovered Twitch, it was cool that oh, it turns out I'm actually pretty casual uh, yeah, compared to for sure. how nutso some people are, and 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 now it's like, hey, all these people around me are all super into games. But I gotta remember that, like every one of the, these people is just me in their school. There's a whole school of high school full of people mm-hmm. that aren't into games as much as this person is. For every one of them, yeah, that's all. And this <laughs> is just uh, this is just
1: us all collecting together. Yeah, yeah. Which is one of the I've I always considered Twitch to be, and it's still quite prevalent. Um this 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 holds true i guess even more so now is that twitch is a non-stop anime convention if you've ever been to an anime convention i guess you could just say convention but i i pretty much use anime convention because for a while i was a big time cosplayer mm-hmm. but you you don't go to an anime convention and find people there that are like anti what you're about everyone yeah. there all has a string of unity together that has brought them here and they're cool with it and everyone is automatically kind of friends with each other. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna when you 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 won't have any hostility between people. Everybody's already kind of knows one another and you can just casually walk up and just talk to anyone and have a good time. And it's 24 hours a day and it usually lasts about 4 days. That's what Twitch is like. It's always going. There's all people are always Kind of friendly to one another, even more so now than they were back in the fucking beginning, <laughs> back when, in the very beginning when things were crazy. It's just a, a bunch of like-minded people that um, should
0: get along. I'm not sure I even knew that you liked anime. Who have you cosplayed?
1: Holy shit. So I was, uh, back when I cosplayed, it was, my rules were you never play it. You never, God, never cosplayed the same character twice. Okay. What a fucking cop out. I hated going to the same, cause there was, it was Akon. It's called Project Akon. It's the largest or the longest running anime convention in America. And when you start going, whenever you're a young kid and you go all the time and you see, Hey, you wait, you, yeah, you were that last year. And you know what? To come to think about it, you were the year before. So you're just that guy. That's your costume. You wear that every day, every con. And it, at this point, how can it not smell? So mm-hmm. that was one of my rules. Another rule is is that like I was self-conscious about who I cosplayed because I was 400 pounds. So my first cosplay was Yajirobe from Dragon Ball Z, the big fatter guy. He was the cut Vegeta's tail off. I was then, um, what's his name? The fat guy from Naruto. Uh. You watched Naruto? Hey. No, I'm just surprised. Uh, That was, fuck, that was right when it first came out. Not only did I watch Naruto, we were super obsessed with the Naruto fighting game on GameCube. That was like our fucking jam, bro. That was, was it, what's it called? Na, was it Naruto, Naruto Shippuden Shipp, or something like that? Which I can only imagine is worth a trillion dollars at this point. Be, but uh, yeah, anything on GameCube really has insane value at this point. But yeah, no, it was. uh What's that dude's name? The big guy. I I didn't watch Naruto. (laughs) He had the things on his face, man. Didn't they all?
0: He had like whiskers or something. Choji? Choji, man. Good job. You got it. Yeah. So someone
1: said it in chat. Oh, okay. okay. There we go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, no, I was uh, Choji, which was, uh, that that was actually brought up as a bet that I couldn't cosplay someone from Walmart only the night of... And so I made it the night of, got all the (laughs) ingredients, and then we went to the con and I made it there. Um, After my heavier coughs plays, I got motivated to lose 200 pounds. And I was Captain America, where I took an actual steel, made an actual steel Captain America shield. Um, Still have that. It's gorgeous. I was Ronald McDonald. <laughs> I contacted a Ronald oh, McDonald house. Yeah, hey, you've got, not to interrupt you here, but
0: you do you have, like, legit clown training? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, for that costume, for that costume, thing. I
1: actually received legitimate clown training on how to clown, how to put clown makeup on, and how to make balloon animals. I went all out, and for when people would come up to me, I'd pull the thing out and go, and... Man, they were, I love that. That was a super cool costume.
0: Now, I, how, how legit clown training are we
1: talking here? Did you get like a certificate? It, no, it, was, you- uh, it was back in the day when it was forum based before any kind of YouTube. We're talking 2007, 2008, right on the cusp of video being on the internet, but not like why you couldn't type in like clowning and people will tell you you know it would just be a small excerpt but i got a lot of information on how man hold on a second naruto clash of ninjas that was the uh class of ninjas man i can't remember which one it was it was on (laughs) gamecube and we had to put in this disc to read first and then swap it and then put the game in whatever it was like a, a a loader a region loader i'm guessing cuz it's probably from Japan I'm guessing. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean I I, okay, I, I yeah. it was it wasn't my GameCube. It was the the house party's responsibility, the house owner. Interesting. Um after Ronald McDonald was Gene Simmons where I <laughs> custom made everything. Uh even the base. I made a base everything. I had the blood. It was my costume. I had heels. I went to I had to go to a uh Wait, blood Ge- oh, those, Gene Simmons. <laughs> bass is from Kiss. Yeah, I was thinking um, Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons. Yeah, no, yes. No, no. <laughs> um, I have a coaster around here somewhere where someone took my picture and made a coaster of it. But uh, no, I made a bass guitar. I made um. I went to the a stripper outlet and bought stripper boots and made the platform stripper boots into my jean. That was a really good costume. The next year after that, it was Captain America revisited, where I actually chain link made uh, an armor out of scale mail. For the re, re a recent iteration of Captain America, had him in scale mail and like this custom. I I made a helmet out of fiberglass that uh, went to my face. I had it was it was a pretty cool uh, little Captain America costume. After that was Zap Brannigan. Mm-hmm. I, Zap one. Brannigan was definitely my favorite and most well-received because, as you find out, like with most costumes, the more skin you show, mm-hmm. the more attention you get. And I was showing quite a bit of skin. And, man, at midnight on an anime convention on Saturday night, those ladies' hands, they'll get grabby. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Um yeah man I, I, as far as like yeah someone
0: like showing up in a costume in, at an anime convention the one the the most vivid memory i have is that there there was a a convention i was at one time where it was getting to be about 2 a.m. You okay. know, the, it was really dying down. We were in, like, the main lobby, you know, where people just generally hang out, and there's mm-hmm. tables and stuff. Kind of dying out, you know? Everyone's kind of barely kind of staying awake, like, maybe we should go to bed, but I don't know. you just you know, just a everyone's bit more, man. Give me another Red Bull or whatever, you know? But then, out of nowhere, the place just lights the fuck up, and everyone's swarming to this one spot, and it's like, what is going on? And someone showed up as uh, Mrs. Nespit from Toy Story. Oh, as my in God. Buzz Lightyear with the arm missing, wearing the <laughs> apron. And this guy was fucking hammered. I know? like that. And like, oh, it was just, it, it was a good time. <laughs> that's,
1: but see, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about on Twitch. You can, in fact, be like 3 a.m. dog dead tired. Wait, what's this channel right here? Is this guy carving nickels? I mean what's he doing? He's got parrots that are racing. Well, I don't we yeah. have what's happening here. Yeah totally yeah crazy it's shit thing. like i
0: i, I do kind of have this issue with a lot of stuff on the internet but that's absolutely right and the worst thing lately and it's because it's the thing i'm into now is fucking final fantasy 7 where it's like it's time to go to bed but like oh this guy is doing a run right now i'll mm-hmm. just pop i'll just see how far oh, he yeah. is what's where's he at how far he is and then it's like oh well there's a boss battle coming up in 10 minutes gotta see that i wonder how you he's know? gonna do
1: I Wonder how he's gonna <laughs> do yeah yeah
0: Oh exactly. man, and yeah. Before you know it, now you've now now it's the end of the run, and you just you just watched for three hours. You know, and you might you as well play. To... Fuck it, just turn the right. stream on at this point. <laughs>
1: oh
0: man. Um, okay, I there was something you br- okay you brought up. So you, how much of an exaggeration is it that you lost two hundred pounds? Zero, Zero um, exaggeration. Uh, I'm sorry, one hundred eighty six pounds would one eighty six. Yeah. So how? How did this happen? How do you go about losing that much weight?
1: Well, um so, and if you don't mind me asking, like what got you there in the first place too? Okay, yeah, let's get it. Um for like when you first are like 24, I guess, like 25, this at least for me, I had spent so much, you know, small town, farm live in, whatever. I finally get a job, I'm finally on my own, right? I make the rules of what I eat. And so like I can and did eat ice cream, Java chip, Starbucks Java chip exclusively, ice cream for breakfast and for dinner. And I would go through ice cream like crazy and I would eat hungry man's 2 pounds of meat dinner. Take on some Java chip, man, you do that about 8-9 months you're going to put on some you're going to put on some weight. And my doctor was well, like, hey, buddy, you're, you know, you're 385. What are we, what are we going to do? It's 400 pounds next. Is that where we're going? Are we going to do 400? Are we going to, it was 500. Is that, is that where you want to go with this? And in 2005, 2006, if you were a size 52 inch waist, you had to go to a special store. You couldn't go to Amazon.com type in plus size jeans or hell you couldn't even go to walmart now for crying out loud they have that shit at walmart now no no no, no. that was unheard of they ended the sizes at about 42 ish is -hmm. where that shit cut off for normal people in 2006 so you had to go to a special store called the big and tall store which was so fucking embarrassing have to go to a special store to buy your clothes But, yeah, so I would go buy my clothes, size 52-inch, and um, my breaking point was I saw the type of partner that I was having as well, and the type of partner you pull at 390 isn't necessarily where I wanted to be in my life. So I said, maybe we do something about this, and I... Literally, just got an elliptical. I did 25 minutes a day, and I watched what I eat. People hate to hear that I just dieted and exercised, Mm -hmm. but man, I went diet and exercise. And after like a month of dieting and exercise, well, I guess I rewarded myself with the first time I lost 15 pounds or so. I would I was able to get a piercing. Because that was like, it was such a big deal that my big fat ass was actually moving that I, I wanted to have a reward. And so I set this thing up to where every 15 or 20 pounds, I would get a piercing. Well, when you lose 150, 200 pounds, I ended up having my whole face was covered in piercings as rewards. But it was almost another uh, uh, something I enjoyed because I got to blow people's minds. When this mm-hmm. ball-headed guy with all these piercings would come up to them and hold the door open for them, be nice, speak to them, and treat them as humans, it, people would just be like, "What are you fucking doing, you crazy guy?" That's a completely other side of, of who I was, but no, man, yeah, it was just diet and exercise, and I went from three hundred and like eighty five to one hundred and ninety six pounds, man. It was it was a hell of a ride and 34 inch waist was where i was at at my thinnest that was the ride but it was well worth it i've I'm a complete i can't imagine where i would be if i if i would have just been like man fuck it i'm just going to keep eating ice cream
0: and so how about how old were were you when you were losing all this weight and getting all these piercings
1: um 26 i would say 26 27 and then Uh, 26, 27, 28, I would say is when I was, uh, that's perfect. Yeah. 28. I went to my 10 year high school reunion and this girl that I have always wanted to, you know, I have was in love with forever and ever. (laughs) She was just like, and you are, oh, you're fat ass. Hey, how are you? And then, you know, we fell for each other and that was just the best thing that ever happened. Mm hmm. So and so, the reason I was asking about the
0: age thing was just because I I was gonna ask like so where would all the piercings go? But yeah, hey, if it's
1: her, if, yeah, oh yeah, she she was like, hey, you're a grown up.
0: Why don't you take some of those
1: piercings out? You're a fucking grown up. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say. Whatever you oh, say, true. sweetheart. Yeah, that, that's I got. I I only have one. uh
0: face yeah. piercing that I got a long time ago. And honestly, I just 99% of days. I don't even really think about the fact that it's there. Like, you know, I just forgot about it. Basically.
1: <laughs> it, it was, um, it, it was, it got to be part of who I was like a person having my piercings was a personality trait. Cause I'd have to wake up and spend so much time cleaning and maintaining and making mm-hmm. sure everything was clean or else, you know, when you've got barbells that go underneath your entire eyebrow, you have to keep those ended up actually getting rejected. So imagine that. But it's like you, you have like to bodily keep. rejection. Yes, yeah. and like it, one of them, I actually pulled so hard it yanked out quite a bit, and it didn't go all the way. But that was another reason why it was time for those to go. But she was she opened my eyes to the fact that maybe you didn't necessarily need all of these reward piercings, you know, and like. Okay, I get it. I'm growing up. We're cool. We're in I, I was in Austin. That was the thing too. It was it was not cool to have the piercings during that time in Austin, which like two years earlier it that was the thing. it was it was hard to keep up. It was hard to keep up. And so
0: but you were saying too though that you there was like a bit of a, a certain sense of pleasure that you got from like uh, su- you were talking about surprising people. Just absolutely looking a certain way but acting like they absolutely. they would expect like oh the scary guy right uh-huh. but he's this guy's definitely he's... not going
1: to help me with my groceries
0: right yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely was... i'm i've uh experienced a very similar kind of thing with that like cuz you know when i was in school there was the whole like there's the goth kids you know mm-hmm. but then but then it, it like it, it turned out oh if you talk to the goth kids they're actually like the nicest kids in school you know uh, Turns or, or out like,
1: emotional emo means emotional, and having emotions is actually kind of cool. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not dickheads, but yeah, that or, or I, I guess the other thing about it
0: though was like uh, the hot topic store, you know, it, it was so weird. You went into a mall, and if and the, of all the stores, hot topic is the place where like the employees were
1: would be nice to you. <laughs> no, man, yeah, it was always growing up. The hot topic was like go the place to go to find that chick that was like. Three or four years older than you, who had like like a, a two tattoos. Oh, she's so she's so crazy. She got tattoos, <laughs> man. Those last forever. <laughs> man, that was crazy. Hot topic. Can you imagine what a hot topic l- looked like that I went to in '96? Back then, it was called Spencer's. I th- I thought those were two different. I th- things. Aren't they? Aren't they the same company now? Gotta. be. I don't know, but. Where'd I, I- Where you would go to the mall to buy, like, dildos and, like, world's best boss cups and band t-shirts. Yeah, that was, like, Spencer's.
0: Yeah, I I could swear, like, so so in Minnesota we have Mall of America, you know, the biggest mall in America. Uh, That's the one with uh, the roller coaster in it, right? Yeah. There you go. um, And I could swear that there is a hot topic and... A, I wouldn't be surprised. If uh, for a while there, they
1: were. There were two of the same stores in our same mall, but eventually yeah. they kind of moved from being different parts of the mall to being in the same location of the mall. And then eventually, the Spencer's was just gone. Oh, and like, okay. The Got dildos you. and coffee cups moved just, in. They're in the Hot Topic. Yeah, now. Okay. So, exactly. I just mean, assumed. I guess. I guess, come
0: to think of it, Mall of America had two GameStops for a long time. Same company, same store. There were just two of them. Why
1: not? (laughs) I don't want to walk all the way over there to get my my pre-order of Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I uh, I think
0: that one of them now is like a GameStop pop culture, so it's like all of the bullshit at GameStops nowadays, like the pop figures sure. mm-hmm. and the t-shirts and all that dumb shit, they've just put all of that into one store, and then there's a GameStop that's like all of the uh, games, I mm-hmm. think? I don't know. They probably have a bunch of bullshit too, I'm not is sure. Is
1: GameStop still open? Yeah. Every yeah. time I hear or see that GameStop is still open, I am fucking flambergasted.
0: It Yeah, I know. Well, it seemed, it, for a while there, it seemed like they were really going in dire straits.
1: I thought that was the whole thing. Like, everybody invested a bunch of money in it, and then now everybody's millionaires, and then they stopped. I thought that was the whole thing. Like, back when Reddit got together with AMC and GameStop or whatever... Are you talking about, like, the stock market thing that happened a little yeah. bit ago? I thought the idea was that the GameStop went out of business, and it, uh, I don't pay attention to shit. That's, that's right. clear. Oh, yeah. Clear. I, I,
0: I am not a financial expert, so my recollection of what happened
1: is extremely wrong, probably. Me, too. But, but I So when I see a GameStop, and it's like, or hear anybody say GameStop, I'm like, that still shit exists? They so- closed, Motherfucker. I- I think what the whole Reddit thing was, was that they
0: got the price of this GameStop stock to go up a bunch. Okay. To screw the people who had shorts on it, meaning that those people were banking on it going down.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: But. but I don't know how that affected GameStop in the long term and also, but yeah, I mean, as far as that as a company goes, I mean, yeah, they've had to do some wacky shit to stay afloat because, you know, it, it's a very weird, weird thing between GameStop and like the the game industry because like the game industry wants everybody to go digital on everything, you know? Sure. It's because easier. it's just so much easier, right? But yeah, but then GameStop has this problem where like they are a store that sells used games. That's where mm-hmm. all of their profit comes from is the used games, right? Uh and so yeah, it's it's a whole weird thing with them where like they've got Pre order, they got to be doing pre order deals sure. and
1: stuff to, to, um, yeah, I don't know. The last <laughs> time I went to a GameStop, it's 2018 or 17, somewhere in there, and there was like a Legend of Zelda popcorn machine. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're fucking done here. Yeah. I can't believe this crap. Yeah, you
0: know, I, I, oh, man, I worked at GameStop for like five years, uh, and uh, it, it was, it was more soul crushing as it went, you know, because when I got hired at GameStop, I thought I was just gonna be able to talk about video games to people all day. I didn't you realize wish. I was, I didn't realize I was being hired to be a salesman, you know.
1: Yeah, and, and um, yeah. I mean, or just like, no, I I, I, I always thought that would be the dream job. Growing up, working at GameStop or like a comic book store, the dream job. But no, can you, you didn't think about the people you had to deal with. And the a, people yeah. coming in, they're not gonna wanna talk about Chibi Robot or whatever. They're gonna wanna talk about Madden and MLB for crying out loud. Sure, but like <laughs>
0: mostly the people that you have to deal with that I'm concerned about is management, you know. Oh the, well, you so know, did who, you hit your QRPs and did right, you hit right. yeah, 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 yeah. People yeah, yeah. have never played a video game in their life, That's fair. you know, telling me about uh, how important the pre orders are and shit and yeah, it's I. I yeah.
1: Yeah. We, hey, uh, we got a whole bunch of inventory here in these Legend of Zelda popcorn machines. Are you pushing <laughs> popcorn?
0: Right. So, like every it, it was like every year that I worked there, like when I started, the thing that they wanted you to sell to people were pre-orders and the discount card, um, and both of those things have some degree of understandability. Uh, as to why you would sell them to people, you know, okay. like pre-orders. It's like, yeah, you know, eh, you get a bonus. Am I into that idea now? No. But like, you know, eh, whatever. Um, or sometimes there was a reason to pre-order, right? If there's a new Atlas game, right? You probably,
1: maybe you will want to pre-order it. Or uh, but then and then there's, mm-hmm. how would, I mean, like literally, n- it wasn't as easy to be like, when's the new card coming out? Oh, this date. Right. Mm-hmm. You literally be like, Hey, I'm gonna pre-order this game because a motherfucker's gonna call me. Yeah. And be like, Sure, hey, we got your chrono trigger on the super. Get your ass up here.
0: Mm-hmm. So so there was that, and then there was, like, the discount card, which, you know, if people were buying a lot of used games, it would save them money. Why not? So, okay, that's fine. But it was, like, after that, every year there was, like, a new thing that the, that the employees had to start pushing on people, right? Like, first it was the year warranties on games. Oh, yeah. for three bucks you can get a year warranty on your disc, you know? Gotta sell a percentage of those now. Oh, we're, we're <sighs> taking awful. iPhones now. You gotta start selling people. People iPhones Ugh. and it's like this is a fucking video game yeah store. that's the worst um yeah and it was just one thing after another and then like the last straw for me was at one point they had to start calling people to be like like it was like, it, at and I'm not, I'm not even joking here like I'm in the zero exaggeration there was a point in time where we got a list of phone numbers and people from uh, from corporate that was like these people bought these games three months ago You should call them and ask them if they want to trade it in. And
1: this was what the I'm madder than I've ever been.
0: That can't be real. And this is when I. Yeah. And and like when they started doing that, that's like when I was like, I'm I'm finding myself a career now. I'm out of this place. (laughs) That is
1: super duper sketchy. I'm not a big fan of the idea of that
0: you know so yeah i don't i don't know if they they probably stopped doing it you know but like uh that yeah that was that was when i was getting out
1: <laughs> that's hilarious
0: but yeah ever since then though yeah with just the whole like digital push on stuff and and all that it is weird to just imagine right like how how the company is is doing overall they did go back to selling retro games online at some point but I don't know. I I can't trust a place. To, I, I can't trust buying a retro game if I can't see a picture of the actual item that I'm getting. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, that's why can, I can't you, do Amazon either.
1: But you, well, so you can, you can uh, like I, I ordered a, a pin bot. It came CIB in great condition. Like that's not, you would have never, it, had he not just put a pin bot up on Amazon or on eBay, that would have been a huge price. But I took the risk of Hey, I'm selling this game at this price. Here's the condition. Sure, I've never seen it. Turns out it was in way better condition than he had listed, and I would have never have known that. Sometimes mm. you can get lucky, and but most of the times, yeah, it's just scary, especially if the game's stupid expensive and not like $12.
0: Yeah, Right, and speaking of that kind of thing, too, I mean, uh, in my time at GameStop, I lucked out a couple times where, like, I always always had my eye on that that PS2 bargain bin, you know? Okay, sure. I got this little game out of the bargain bin called Rule of Rose. It was like... It was like twelve bucks, you know. (laughs) Look at you—that's fancy pants talk. (laughs) On, uh, you know, same thing with GameCube. I don't know, Cubivore. It looked really weird. It was on X Play. I decided to pick it up for six bucks. X Play. Yeah, X Play had a had a segment uh, where they play. I think, yeah, they. I don't know. They just had like weird games. I was gonna say it was the Import Emporium, but that was a different thing. Yeah, they had like a, a segment on weird games once, you know, and Cubivore was on there, and I was like, that game looks wacky, silly. Oh, GameStop's got it for six bucks. All right, I'll take Boom. it. Two hundred dollar game now or something like
1: that. You know, it's nuts. I can't. Only thing I remember about uh, about that shit, I, I I I never really got into the TV about video games. Oh yeah. Why wouldn't I just play video games? Sure. I had a uh, yeah. I had a buddy who lived and absolutely died by that network. Adam Sessler was his fucking hero. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, are you are you are you serious right now? And he would literally be excited about a game, but then not get it because of the way Adam said he should, or the girl with the big cans. Like, if they say I should buy this game, I'm gonna buy it. Mm-hmm. That just felt so wrong to me in the world of video games. Like, So
0: you're saying he was excited for something, but if X-Play gave it a bad review, he'd...
1: Oh, he, would, he would not. He would totally not get it based on that hmm. crap. I would... The, the, the most I could compare that to with me would be GamePro. And looking at the little guy excitement levels. Like, if oh, it yeah. doesn't have five super excitements, I'm not fucking getting this game. Yeah, but I was like nine, man. <laughs> right? And you're, you're a grown man letting Adam Sandler tell you not to buy this game. I don't know. I'd never got it. Game Pro was my first game magazine that I got. Oh, man. It's such a, I loved it. Absolutely. For one year, Some for my birthday, someone got me a subscription. And that, those were like the best 12 months ever from like fourth and fifth grade. It was the Super Nintendo magazine. It's like 92 to 93. So right when the Super came out. Super and, uh, great content. Game magazines. I mean, weren't it? Wasn't it like fifteen dollars
0: for a year subscription? It was super, to, super to a fucking cheap.
1: Yeah, and they came with shit too. I, they came I, with shit. They came with uh, usually in a package. Mm -hmm. you would tear it open with multiple pieces of content the more expensive ones would come with cds and demos and stuff but not not i don't ever remember getting any like physical content like games with game pro
0: the big thing i got with uh nintendo when i subscribed to nintendo power for 15 dollars for a year i got that zelda collector's edition disc for GameCube that has Zelda 1, 2, Ocarina of Time, sure. and Majora's Man, Mask Man, that thing's on it. pretty
1: expensive nowadays.
0: What a crazy thing to just get for a magazine subscription, yeah. you know? Um, but it's interesting what you say about, uh, about X-Play or, or what they say in the magazine being how you decided, because, again, nowadays you just go on Twitch, you know? I want to know what I think of this game that just came out. Just go watch someone
1: play it on Twitch for five minutes. Sure, and that's if it's be- not... If it's not PC based, if it's PC based, I'll immediately just go to Twitter or Steam and pay my fifty nine ninety nine two hour rental fee. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And if if it's I I I do not understand how many times Steam how many times am I gonna have to say this game ain't fun before they finally say stop returning games. <laughs> the answer's yeah. not they don't. Right.
0: Yeah. It's it's interesting just just how like um all all of those uh. All of those old ways that people got information. I mean, even the big, the big in, like, the Internet's still around. Hey, Popo, the Internet's still around. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and But, like, uh, you know, people don't go to IGN anymore, do they? Uh, no. I, don't, I, I, d- I, don't, I don't.
1: What did I used to go to? Game, Game Spot?
0: I, I used to go to Giant Bomb all the time, but they don't even do reviews anymore. Like, <laughs> Giant like, Bomb is
1: still great, but they don't review games anymore. Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't. I can't remember. <sighs> Yeah, I would go I would hope someone I enjoy on Twitch was playing it and if not I would have to call a friend who has played it and you know what why not just take take a take the plunge but I I have I've been very it's not until very recently it was have I became a console gamer like a recent console gamer so most of my game purchases are would just be the 90 minute rental fee off of steam and yeah this is dumb i don't i want to right.
0: enjoy this so so when you were younger you had you were a console guy because ev- everyone was absolutely right? with for with, sure uh the Atari and-
1: 2600 until uh about the playstation
0: 2 Okay, and then that's when you got into PC instead. Absolutely, which yeah, was, I guess that
1: that lines up with like the release of World of Warcraft. And well, uh, I was into a game called Ultima Online. Okay, in nineteen ninety six, I started playing that the day it came out. I loved Ultima forever, and the idea of being able to play it online. So I played Ultima Online until the release of its second expansion was was around two thousand four. So that's also the correlation of World of Warcraft as well. So that's what I ended up quitting Ultima Online for. But I had the World of Warcraft era and PC, quote-unquote, PC Master Race era is around when that started, that whole Mm -hmm. idea started, because the idea of the Xbox and computers were always trying to compete with one another. I don't know why why we got that way. How silly... How silly, how can you imagine where we would be now if it was be like, can we all just talk about video game? Kind of how well, how, kind of how we are like now, but not mm. back then. That's not how it was. It was like gang related. They wanted that mm. separation of brand loyalty. Yeah. Silly, silly. But I, that was the, that was around the era of, uh, I went solely to PC and like I, I, even now I remember the game. 99 Nights is a game for the Xbox 360 that I'll never play. It has always looked interesting to me, but I'll never play it because I will never own an Xbox 360, and I'm not going to buy one to fire up 99 Nights, but there was no way for me to play it as a PC guy. There was a sequel to 99 Nights also. Uh-oh! But I remember seeing that in some sort of E3 demo or whatever and being like, can you see how many guys are on the fucking screen right now? <laughs> this is a marvel, where the games have come so far, but I never really had the, the want of an Xbox to buy an Xbox. So, yeah. nope, that's just something I never got to see, experience, or play. So then what, so you
0: said though, recently though, you are back into the console and you mentioned Demon Souls on PS5 earlier, but like where, where, where did you go back into consoles exactly?
1: Um, yeah, that, the, the, (laughs) a friend of mine sent me a PS4. Okay. Yep. And he was like, uh, I bought this. It said, they said it was irreparable. I repaired it, and then that's when I like had a PS4. This was like six months before the you PS5. You repaired it. What mm-hmm. was wrong with it? The HDMI soldering had gone wrong. Dude, that's what it always is. Uh, I catch this out, though. Mm-hmm. Inside the power supply, bugs had crawled into the power supply uh. and had actually shorted some things out. So I had to go in there and replace that. that. I mean, which was fun, because that's the kind of shit I like to do, but That's what led me to believe that's what actually got me to start playing Bloodborne. And then I got into Bloodborne, and then now I'm into the whole souls idea to period. And then like I kind of wanted to get a PS5 at retail just as like a like a challenge. And so Mm -hmm. I got one and started playing that. And then I ended up getting a Switch. I recently got Hades. Mm-hmm. I have played one through playthrough of Hades. That's probably is the most recentest of game I think I have probably purchased. Maybe Sekiro. I recently oh. purchased Sekiro. Oh, uh, kitty!
0: You're you're right. You got a Switch again. What? Did, I feel like I saw you playing something on Switch really
1: recently. Uh, um, Pokemon. I was playing Pokemon Shield.
0: Okay, gotcha. On yeah, Switch, yeah. 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 Uh, how uh, any uh, are you a Metroid guy? You ever play Metroid? You get that new Metroid Dread? So
1: um, no, did not get the Metroid Dread. Watch you play that. That's I, I sometimes let you take the wheel and play games okay, okay. that I might be interested in. <laughs> um, so the last Metroid I got super hyped for was the one that was on DS. Yeah, Hunters. And oh, what's one before that? Uh, is that your mission, hun, hunter, hunters? Uh, you know what, hunters might be
0: right. That, or, or are you talking about Samus Returns, the 3DS
1: one? It, it was a okay. Wait, no, it might be 3DS. I it had a it? special Katsu Kitty capture card. DS. Uh, yeah. And I I bought the game, and I was like gonna. I was I was ready to stream it and everything, and then I was just like playing it, and the game just was not I don't know. Uh, Metroidvanias are not necessarily the greatest. For someone who is as big a stoner as I am, because your short term memory needs to be pretty spot on. Okay, where so my
0: long term memory is immaculate. So, so it was a side scroller then. The the last Metroid you played? Yes, on, for on sure. PS. A two so D. Yeah, okay. That would have been the the remake of Metroid Two then, called Samus Returns. Right. Okay, fair. Uh, you could like parry a guy, right? You could like yep. hit them when they uh-huh. blinked. Yeah, that was that one. Um, interesting okay yeah and we've talked about this with metroidvanias right because i was asking you if you'd play hollow knight
1: (laughs) hollow knight was a very good experience but um it seems like it's it was one of those games where i got caught up with real life for like five or six days and like it was just one of those things where i came back back to it and you're just like who am i where was i what do these buttons even do Yeah, that is a game, though, that
0: one specifically, and a lot of other Metroidvanias, though, are games where when that happens, you can just start over, and it's only going to take you, like, four hours to do what took you 30 the first time, Sure, that's very true. Because you're like, oh, I remember this now, I remember this now, and then guess what? When you catch up to where you were, you're even better than you were the first time. That's true. uh, But all right, all right, I don't know how much more time we have, we've we've been going for a couple hours here, but uh, is there anything I've... I don't know. Is there anything I missed? What do you got? What do you got? I've just been asking you random dumb questions.
1: I I will talk about any I will talk to a wall just to hear <laughs> my own voice, man. I just love to chitter. I don't know why I get it from my grandpa. Anybody mm-hmm. who's gonna fucking listen, goddamn it, I'll fucking talk to you about whatever. Um how how do you how do you um, how has your push for partner been going? You've been trying. Uh, you've been mentioning that quite a bit. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm
0: looking to get. I I, I want to do Twitch partner, and a, a big thing with it. Well, dude, Final Fantasy speedrunning has been the best thing Absolutely. I've ever done to my channel statistics-wise. I've seen uh, that. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of interesting though because it's making me want to do anything else less. Because I worry about, it, you know, it makes me worry like, oh, well, if I'm not playing Final Fantasy, then my average is going down, This you know? is
1: where, this is, I, I totally led you to where I wanted you to talk about. Yep.
0: Uh, um, to like, so one of my big, like, identities as a person, right, is that I like metal and I play the drums, you sure. know? So I used to do drum streams every once in a while, and, uh, you know, barely anybody watches them, but it's
1: fun sure. uh, and it's, it's a, what and it's a, you want to to provide
0: and it's a very good way to practice also if exercise sit, and, and exercise if I sit down to just practice drums I'll get a half hour in usually max you know and then I'm like okay you know I, I did it right but if I do a stream I, I can drum for three hours that's interesting and, and not
1: even like think you're, about it you you're know? more likely to practice in front of an audience
0: Right because I I like I got things I'm I'm rolling you know Uh, but, but the reason that I bring it up is because now it's like, well, if I'm thinking about my numbers so much, I just can't do drum streams anymore. That's one of the
1: worst things to get caught up in Twitch wise is looking at those fucking numbers, man. Mm -hmm. But it's,
0: it's, it's a double edged sword though, because if I play final fantasy all day and then I look and I see your average viewership and it's got a little green arrow next to it that says it's gone up. For I'm sure, like, that feels great, baby. man. Maybe, yeah. And like the thing about it is, like, I'm not going to complain too much because I love doing Final Fantasy speed runs. Good. You know, the re- part of the reason I think that I've had such a good reception to it, uh, community-wise, is the fact that I'm doing it every day and I'm doing it every day because I I wake up in the morning thinking, what's going to happen to the Final Fantasy run today? You know, look at you, you're caught, and that's fun. You know, for sure, but. But yeah, when I think about oh, I might want to drum on stream today, I'm starting to think I need to make a second Twitch channel, you know? I, I need see, to, I need my trash can no, channel. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> one of
1: the, that's the thing that honestly about Twitch just baffles me that people will no question without a doubt spend 9 hours with you. Mhm. But the second you want to like talk about Super Mario Brothers or something like that, dust clouds. Mm hmm. Why? Where well, does that mentality come from?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I certainly do it to people, you know, if I, uh, as in like, uh, if, if, um, there's a lot of people that I follow that I will watch them play a certain game, you know, and and yeah, I if they're on something else that day, I don't know. Like the thing is, I've got like th- there are certain people that I know for one thing, right? And if they're okay. not doing that thing that day, th- I might That's- still pop in, but I also follow two hundred more people, and maybe one of them is doing the thing that I'm used oh, to. You know okay. what I mean? It's so not you're.
1: So- you're super fru. You're, you're su- you, ha- you 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 hand out your follow super cur- like nobody's business. A little bit, um. But but e- but
0: even if not, even if it's five other people, right? I'm just is, playing, yeah. Like, am I? You know, are we gonna have an adventure tonight, or do I just want to like uh, chill out with something I'm used to? You know.
1: Interesting. Um, See, I'm I'm I I'm pretty much in the opposite. I want to follow. I follow the personality. Not necessarily like the channel, Final Fantasy Seven. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I the only game I wouldn't watch you play is SMT, but that's just because of my, how I personally feel about that game. So, you know, w- when that game gets played, I'm just not going to watch it. And honestly, quite honestly, I just didn't watch Twitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's just how it works. Uh-huh. But, uh, no, I, I I find it weird that the community is so they will they will be so devoted to a game and just quite honestly forget about the human person
0: well yeah and you know what though is is like what i was saying a minute ago is a little bit of me maybe being over analytical instead of just actually just saying what i think which is that i think that. A lot of the time, uh, I am re- like super excited when there's something different going on. If it's not, okay, let me give you an example. There's a guy I watch play drums, and he's sure. amazing at it, right? And that's what I watch. When he's not drumming, though, he's playing Call of Duty, right? And I'm not going to watch that. I right? feel you there. But, you know, so, so, so I do see – so I see examples like that, but that's more the fact that I'm not interested in Call of Duty. Uh, but, then, but then there's other times, right, where, like, you – did, a, did some streams once where you were like in your yard with a pool and like digging with a shovel and I was into that like we're outdoors on Twitch this is crazy
1: you know You uh, said you're using tools I've only seen in video games I oh still yeah, remember that oh yeah you were using that.
0: a pickaxe uh-huh. you had a real <laughs> yeah. live
1: pickaxe you
0: know and that's like, yeah I've never seen a pickaxe in real life or at least I've never <laughs> seen someone use one you know it's a video game item
1: that's uh that's super funny yeah it's I, I don't i don't like i i it's just so weird that people want that progression of audio noise of like calm like the music from final Fantasy seven they want it in that order and they and that's what they're here to listen to mm-hmm. and if that's not what they're gonna get there are that there's plenty of people playing final fantasy VII, and that's what they're going to get it and yeah. the people who are playing the most consistently that's where they're going to show up the most mhm that i just i don't know i can't i can't get it it just yes. doesn't
0: Speed speedrunning is a, a really specific thing where it does seem like speedrunning is something that that um is generally more successful on twitch mm-hmm. uh but there's a lot of reasons for it firstly yeah it's got the con- it's it's got the consistency like you're talking about um where like yeah people they know what to expect and i guess that uh, yeah i guess that that's more popular than uh than a variety right but then also it's really neat to see someone get better at something also you know that's when you true yeah, like you 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 love seeing someone get their new PB and then mm-hmm. you love seeing them be ahead of that next and you know they they uh, get smarter with their strategies and all that kind of stuff, you know. And and that that yeah, that's something that you don't really get from someone who's playing a new game every day. And then I would also say too that like if you are going to watch someone do a variety, right? Like just they're they're doing their casual day or something. I think a lot of people do kind of wanna see Someone who they're used to seeing do one thing, do something different because mm-hmm. it's more of a shakeup than someone who's done something different all the time. Sure, maybe. I don't know. I, I,
1: I'm talking out my ass. I don't really no, know. I I I just I don't know. Like we we talked about. Um, I, I I'm I, I'm I guess I'm gr- underestimating the people have that nostalgia for their favorite game, and so why not? Watch someone play the whole game in one setting, and I can just experience that nostalgia every mm-hmm. time he's on. Yeah, totally. And it, it lasts an entire work shift. And, and yeah,
0: the nostalgia is a huge part of it because that's actually what got me into final fantasy VII speedrunning is that like i wanted to watch speedruns of it because of exactly what you said i want to hear the music in that order mm-hmm. like the thing is i you can't just put the soundtrack on right and hear the songs one by one you got to hear them um, you know you got to hear the in one that specific song. mix yes uh, you got to hear the one song going for a little bit, and then you get the mm-hmm. battle. Then the battle song plays for a little bit, and then it continues the previous song. You know, and the soundtrack doesn't have like exactly <laughs> you know hearing those little menu sounds and all that. Exactly, you want the ambience of the whole game, right? And boom, you can get that every time uh, with the speed run. And also, just the thing is, contrary to what some people who believe um the level of appreciation for the game a lot of the time that you get from speedrunners is is great where it's like you know it, it it's really funny when you hear someone say something like ah oh, they're not even appreciating the game beating it as quickly as possible and it's like motherfucker no, I'm that's bl-
1: appreciating it at its most because they right. beat it ten thousand times. Exactly, like yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, they beat Final Fantasy VII in seven hours when a casual playthrough takes sixty or whatever. You know, oh, they didn't even play it. Nah, they they beat it in seven hours for the two hundredth time. Do you they think this is game my first for a time? thousand hours? Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. You should see my and first they... save of Final Fantasy VII. It's like nine hundred hours. <laughs> right. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've uh, my my first uh,
0: file of the game when I was a kid. I maxed out the playtime. You know. You know, if you get to ninety nine hours, fifty nine minutes, fifty nine seconds in that game, the timer just stops <laughs> counting. Just stops. It just sits there. So I don't even know how many hours I had on that file because it was at least a hundred. Crazy,
1: yeah. That I experienced that quite a bit with uh, Castlevania. It's like yeah. you would get you would get people coming in there and that gets cool. This is all well and good, but when I want to try and play something that's just me playing a Nintendo game, those people wouldn't be there. Yeah, because yeah. they wanted to hear Castlevania or they wanted to watch me get better. It's I don't know. It's that that can. That that part of Twitch was very interesting because that's just not how. Um, I don't know. I guess I've never really thought about content that in that fashion to where um, I'm not necessarily enjoying what this guy's doing right now. I'll just come back tomorrow and he'll be doing what I want. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it it is crazy the way that like every game. Uh, at least, like the the more popular speed games have such a big community that like if you aren't speed running the game that day, someone else is, mm-hmm. you know, and you can you can be caught up in the whole community where there's all these people who are into it, and it's like it's like a whole world of like when when I'm when I think of Twitch in general, I think of like my fifteen or twenty like Twitch friends that I regularly interact with. I watch their streams, they watch mine, Mm -hmm. we're a community and there's like, you know, that many of us, right? But then there's exactly that many people just for speedrunning this game, Mm -hmm. you know? There's a whole other group of people that's just that game, uh, and and it's just as big, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's
1: all, that's interesting, um, you know? Yeah, I understand completely. It's, It's very, uh, the whole aspect of the speedrunning part of Twitch and then the the non-speedrunning part of Twitch, they're very, they're two very different audiences and it's hard to captivate them both at the same time. I yeah. I definitely have tried and failed.
0: <laughs> Especially when you get back to kind of what we were talking about, about like the etiquette with backseating and whatnot and spoilers mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. The speedrunner audience is very used to an interaction about mechanics mm-hmm. and suggestions and why don't you do this why don't you do that right it's all there's always a discussion happening during a speed run about what are the strategies and why are we doing them and here's why i don't do that and that kind of thing and then you get to i want to do a blind playthrough i don't want any spoilers and that's a that's a pretty big rule change absolutely for a speedrunner viewer to not yeah, to not and then want them asking to...
1: them to participate in their rules and then mm-hmm. when they don't want to participate they can get butt hurt and then leave and then yeah, it's, it's a whole ordeal. So, yeah, it's it's uh it's it so
0: so to get back to kind of what you were getting at, yeah, it's it's a little interesting right now for me to balance because yeah, like the speedruns just do so much better than for everything sure. else does. Uh and I'm enjoying that so much, but that's like that's been growing the channel a lot. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been great so far though. I mean, like today I did Castlevania, you know, instead mm-hmm. of Final Fantasy cause I didn't have time
1: and you know, it went great.
0: So yeah,
1: you know, just don't let yourself get too caught up in those numbers. <laughs> it can and will drive you insane. I can tell oh, you yeah. that. Absolutely. It's, uh, um, one thing I can, I'll, I'll mention that I didn't, I didn't do when my speed running community is I didn't add, I didn't add anything to it. I solely copied Right, oh, I sure. didn't. I didn't go out of my way because this. Everybody was saying this game is so farmed. It's the the route's perfect. Just follow the route and make it perfect. And then, no, that's not the way it goes. There are still people pushing that game even right now that are mm-hmm. pushing it to the limit. And I haven't ran it in five years. They're pushing it further and further and further every day. I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't add to it. I did, that's not. That's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to perform, not necessarily write the music where I just wanted to be the performer.
0: Yeah, and you can get into like kind of weird social situations about it where, like, so for Final Fantasy, there's this whole thing. I won't get into the technicals too much, but there's this thing called step count, and you can make your own route for the whole game. You know, you you route out your movement where you walk, where you run, and it manipulates the random battles, right? Okay. Because to make it very brief... You can predict and manipulate every single random battle, basically, you get in Final Fantasy VII, and you make a route. So I know every battle I'm going to get into, right? Okay. Um, the thing is, so the guy who... Zeal, the world record holder, he made a step route, right? I made a step route also that I run that's a lot easier to run, you mm-hmm. know? Because I, I can't do the one that he does, or at least I'm tr- I'm learning it now, but, but I made my own. Uh, but it's like... I feel like should I, I feel like it would be weird to share my step route with other people or like try to teach people my route because it's suboptimal. It's not the best one. It's a hell of a lot easier, mm-hmm. and I bet that people could get into speedrunning the game a lot more easily if they did my route to start with because it's fucking. Why piss, try the hardest? It's piss easy, you know, to do, uh, and it'll get good results. Um, Just not the best results, but it's like it would I I, I worry that like, would I be detrimental to the speed community if I was teaching people this suboptimal route? You know,
1: no, because your intention, your intention, you already said your intention was trying to help new players understand because you as a skilled person who's done all the research have a hard time doing this person step route. So why not have something that's a little bit uh easier? Mhm. Uh, that's yeah. go ahead. Oh, yeah, but I yeah, I I can just it's that thing where you
0: argue with yourself. You see the argument that people mm-hmm. would make against you, which is, well, you, you can't, can't just give people an easy way out. It's you're teaching them wrong, and then it's going to be them it's going to be even harder for them to learn the right way if they've learned the <sighs> wrong way.
1: Uh, but you your inspiration is what helped them start running in the first place, and had they not even found it, they would have immediately given up. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, it's, and it's also learning an easy step route is important to learning a, a a hard one later. I think, sure, because like it teaches you. Learning the easy one teaches you all the same optimization that learning that you're gonna need for the hard one. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a thing though. As far as what you're saying though about like trying to innovate and trying to people who want to bring more to the speed run versus just you know copy as you say mm-hmm. other people's strats. Um, yeah, because yeah, like like uh, it, it is something that I worry about a little bit, you know, and it, it um, the idea that like oh have I have I done anything you know for other people yet or uh, am I
1: adding anything really yeah. to this?
0: Um, cause yeah, like the way that I started running the game was that one of the top runners just on speedrun.com has a guide, just a, a bullet for bullet. Here is exactly his route mm-hmm. on running it. And I just copied it. I sure. just did that, you know, but in the, in the months past, I've tweaked it into my own route. You know, it's like, oh, well, I like doing this. I don't like doing that. I want the materia this way instead of that way. And I did make it into my own route, you know, uh, but that's for me though. It's not like I'm going to teach people like you should do it the way that I'm doing it. Um,
1: yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Someone did it for you and you were smart enough to say, Hey, I don't like the way this ding dong did it. I'm going to do the way I do it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, but it, it you know, it's
0: just the thing is that like it's just it was just preferential stuff, so I don't know if like it's actually a good way to Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. So, anyway, that's just that. Fair enough. Well, uh I you know, I think OBS just disconnected and reconnected for a second. I'm not sure how that's going to show up on YouTube, but I Beautiful. feel like uh I feel like maybe we should be wrapping up. Hey, that's fine with me. I've pretty, right, well, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks so much for uh, for coming on. Maybe we'll have you on again with Knox here at some hey, point. Hey, I'll, I'll I'll be the special guest star <laughs> two times in a row. So you are Popo and Duck, and people can find you on Twitch. Thank you much. Uh, every once in a while, uh, well, actually, are we? Can we get some insider info about when we might see Popo again <sighs> on Twitch? Because it's been a little while. It's been a couple
1: of months. Um, I I have every intent on coming back at the beginning of the new year to, yeah, probably January 1. I don't know how. It's going to be more regular than it used to be every Friday. It's going to be more regular starting at the beginning of the
0: year. And then even if there's a delay on it, we're definitely going to see Dirty Dozen
1: 4 in February. For sure. And all even right. if there's no Dirty Dozen Four, I'll be here February 25th for Elden Ring because <laughs> one way to not have it spoiled is played at the same time as everybody else. For sure. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, you are Popo and Duck. Uh, I'm Dash. Knox is here in spirit. There you he was go, in the chat For a minute. Happy, uh, birthday. happy birthday, Knox. And all right. So that's uh that's gonna be that thanks, uh, thanks for watching. and thanks for being here, Popo. Thank you. All right.